Hello, friends. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games. I'm one of your hosts, Jared, and I'm joined by Kai and Ben. Gents, hey. how are you doing today? Lovely. It's a cozy gentlemen. day today. It's fucking cold, dog. Yeah, bro. It's a little bit nippy. It's a bit minus nippy. four degrees Celsius. Okay. What wow. did I say that was? Yeah, like 26 Fahrenheit? 26. Yeah, 26. Yeah. It is not minus 4 degrees Celsius in Southern California. But if you do the conversion of Southern California bitch to weather conversion, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty much negative 14. Yeah, literally all the rest of our podcast friends in like the, the Midwest and the East Coast and they're like crazy ass weather. And we're over here. It's like 40, 50 degrees and it's like five layers of blankets because we can't oh take it. Oh my God, I can't see the sun. Like that's as cold as it gets in California, I swear. I mean, to be fair, we live by the beach, which is overcast a lot. So we actually don't see the sun uh, as often okay. as there, think. There are parts of California that get very cold. I've been in parts of we're California. Just not, we're just not where, part of it. <laughs> yeah, where, you, I mean, in the Sierras where my grandparents live, they get, it would yeah. be like negative 15 degrees in some places. Yeah, I mean, we'll get like, like feet of snow there. Yeah, snow. There are cold places in California. However, generally in Southern California, we are just snivelly little bitches and it's always sunny here for the most part it's like 70 degrees and anything yeah. under like 60 degrees is you know people don't want to go outside Sweat weather. <laughs> yeah oh 100 percent. yeah exactly where, where some people might be thinking this is a nice uh, nice short stay we are like a sweater jacket fuzzy socks yeah. mm-hmm. feel good weather my parents are uh, running a space heater downstairs right now. <laughs> yeah. we, we're actually looking at getting a space heater today because yeah, of how cold it's been. That's how you know. It's been so cold. Uh, this is this is a complete aside just because I saw something. It has nothing to do with our conversation, nothing to do with Mortal Kombat. But I have to admit something. I saw something that was about like turn-based RPGs. And it this is okay if this happens to you. As we as we grow older, our, our, our tastes change, and there's there's a caveat to this clearly, the, the 90%. But I've noticed recently in my game playing that I am starting to not enjoy turn-based RPGs. Aside from Pokemon. You're gonna be fucking burned at the stake. You better watch what you say. Yeah, bro. I just I, I I've tried and it's just I, it's interesting because my my taste has changed and this caveat's fine because the game we're talking about there's not gonna be much we're talking about but it's okay uh the the turn-based rpgs i had i have been enjoying are like tactics ones i really like tactics rpgs like that but just like the back and forth like one turn two turns even real-time rpgs are fine but just like the back and forth if it's not pokemon i'm like my i tried doing octopath traveler and the game looks beautiful it sounds great but i was like the combat just it's not getting me Oh man, you're in for a very painful 100 hours when we do play Persona 5 eventually. That might be different. The 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 uh the, the music alone might put put me through that game. Kai, you do not have to play Persona with us. <laughs> That's not true. Um it's I, not, I, it's I don't know. It's, it's I don't know if it's an age thing or it's just like a shifting taste thing. Yeah, like I wouldn't t- attribute t- shifts, it. That's fine. Yeah, I wouldn't attribute. You were the one who said it was age. You were like, ah, as you get older, you become more of a refined person. I meant like your tastes change as you get older. Like as time goes by, you, your taste in things might differ. Di- like yeah, different. Yeah. That's okay. Like don't be. Yeah, don't be maybe one day I'll be sixty-five years old and I'll be like, you know what? I need a turn-based RPG. I want to play Chrono Trigger. A hundred, a hundred hours of Persona Five. So that's what I want. 
that was it. I saw something about turn-based RPGs, and that popped into my mind. That was that was all that that I had. To say. No, I like. Th- I have nothing against the mechanic of a turn-based RPG, but I just want there to be something else. You need some like, sauce. Like a like a turn-based RPG is not necessarily an interesting mechanic by itself. So you have to you have to give me something like story, or give me something else to hold on to to make it like pokemon the thing that connects me is a nostalgia and the capturing of of creatures mainly this nostalgia but then (laughs) also you know yeah like like the creatures and collecting them and like that's the that's the thing that that hooks you and so it's worth it to continue playing but like with most turn-based rpgs it's kind of a shitty story the world building's not very interesting like chrono trigger being an example of this and then just kind of mediocre gameplay, and you're like, well, why would I play this? So maybe Persona 5 is great, because, you know, obviously lots of people talk about the Persona universe and the characters, and, you know, I do tend to like things that take places in schools. I think of all the things that we've played that come out of Japan that are, like, like in high schools, like Danganronpa, and I also like anime. I like My My Hero Academia, which is probably very different, but at least takes place in a school. Mina Bestco. I just think that that's a very interesting microcosm for humanity is like a high school. And so maybe, maybe I'd like it. Maybe I'd like it, but we'll I agree see. with coming, you. Jared. Coming eventually. Y'all simping over Eureka too much. Okay. I'm just saying. Oh, no, Eureka. She's, no, she, she's beautiful. Uh, Mama, I, who's, who's Mina. the, who's the swimmer? Tan girl. In, in but, Dingarampa? Yeah. Hina. Uh, Hina. 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 Hina was the one that Hina we were uh, sipping best. over. Hina best, Hina's girl. best girl for sure yeah. i love i love tan skin that sounds weird. best girl and <laughs> simultaneously uh worst proportions of a swimmer uh best proportions <laughs> that bitch floats <laughs> there you go that's true Valid. Uh, uh yeah but speaking of things that speaking of things that flow is, uh, is it podcast Play Long Podcast is a weekly podcast where we play through games in a book club format. What we'll do is the three of us will each take turns choosing a game. We'll then break that game into sections and then come together each week and talk about that section specifically. We'll talk about everything. Gameplay, narrative, mechanics, visuals. We do dive deep into a narrative that we're covering. So if you are trying to avoid spoilers for the game, either play the game along with us or play the game first and then come back and listen to it. If all that sounds good, check out our socials. Link trees below in the show notes so you can see everything there keep up to date with what we're playing and what we're playing next because that's going to be announced at the end of this episode bam, bam, bam. but before bam, we get bam, to that we bam. have to get through uh my recommendation yes uh, uh, yeah in the, in the last episode we finished up and wrapped up our time in papers please that has done our, our main series there go go check it out is an interesting playthrough for sure. Uh, an interesting take on on that game, and, and finally playing through it. We uh, our get wrecked for this month went out. It's me and Ozzy Maple Leaf. She's a Twitch streamer. We talk about um, Super Smash Brothers Brawl and Batman Arkham Asylum, which is really cool. That I, was your I, first time playing Arkham Asylum, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I played like a tiny bit of it years ago and didn't enjoy it. And people are like, "You have to play the Batman games, especially." Maple, she loves all the the Arkham series and the Batman games. We, like, okay, I'll check it out. Then we really enjoying. Arkham we Asylum. played some part of a Batman game together at some point because I remember driving the back car around the asylum. It was uh, Night, I think Arkham Night. Mm-hmm. 
And we uh, literally just got to the part where you're driving the back car around the town, and then that's all we. That's all we I mean, what else do you want? That, really? that OG OG free. What is it like? Arkham Asylum, City, and Origins. And Origins. I think Origins no. was made by a different group, but because Origins um, was it was on Wii U as well, which was which was interesting. Oh no, I played oh it on PS3. God. I did not play on Wii U. God. It was it was also on Wii U. So it was like a Wii U exclusive, but it was it was on the Wii U. That's how I remember. <laughs> Wii U it's so exclusive. Weird. That would be wild. <laughs> a Wii U exclusive, like dark, gritty Batman game. That is. It was made so by awesome. a team that wasn't the normal team, which people are like, eh, it was supposed to be kind of like an origin one, which people were. A little origin was good. People slam on Rocksteady. Yeah. I don't know why. Today, though, we're talking about Ben's interstitial. We announced it in the last episode, uh, Mortal Kombat Mythologies Sub-Zero. And this comes from a recommendation from Neil. A long time ago, he told us that when we were asking for recommendations that we should play this. And Neil, we're finally here. We're, we're here and we, have, we, we didn't finish <laughs> Mythologies by any means, uh, but no. we have experienced Mythologies, if that, yeah. that means anything. And I mean, specifically to Neil... Uh, why why do you hate us? What have we done to you? Um, I, I I'm I trying to work out the reason for the rest recommendation and I can't. I, I'm not curious. Like I, 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 I don't know. And this is a genuine question, Neil. Like, was this a really fun? We're <laughs> just gonna take out our our personal problems. On Neil? No, but I, I, sometimes like there's games that are like so bad they're good to play and they're kind of like enjoyable because they're interesting and they're like mm-hmm. weird dated mechanics and weird live action cutscenes and it's like it's weird because it's kind of like it's like 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 a campy like the 80s horror film like people watch that shit because it's like entertaining because of how bad it yeah. is I don't know if it's that or if it's like oh I grew up playing this and I really enjoyed it and like you should play it too because it's weird and interesting I, I don't know what side of the spectrum it was on I mean That's it, all you need to know about the mythologies. Uh, sub-series of Mortal Kombat games is that uh, the Sub-Zero one, which released in 1997, is the only Mythologies uh, (laughs) game in the sub-series. Yeah. As Ben said, this game, a little bit about it, came out in 1997. It's an action-adventure beat-em-up game. So not not a fighting game like normal Mortal Kombat. not how I would describe it at (laughs) all. I would add a platformer in there because there's a lot of platforming sections in this too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is apparently a, a spinoff slash prequel of the original Mortal Kombat, which, yeah, sure, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Whatever. I, I did whatever think it was you interesting say. That this is uh, this Sub Zeros is considered the elder Sub Zero. His name is Baihan, and this is like the elder of the Sub Zeros. So it's interesting to think there's like multiple iterations oh, so it's like a james ties. bond persona sort of yeah situation. They, this, this is they they claim is it's the elder sub-zero that you're playing as in this game which i thought was was fast fuck is an elder sub-zero he, they, they pass the torch on like he like yeah. he when he when he dies or retires or whatever and he goes to like you know sub-zero retirement uh, home uh <laughs> like the new the new sub-zero comes along so I, in the Sub-Zero. canon of sub-zeros this is probably the pierce brosnan uh 007 yes. version no this is, this is like sean connery like oh. sean connery so no, but i'm saying i'm saying out of being a terrible 007 oh oh <laughs> right <laughs> yeah pierce brosnan was not great no yeah, yeah he's too pretty 
Double Seven's got to be got to be mainly rugged. Okay, I literally will talk about anything else other than this game. We just need to <laughs> fucking dive into it. Let me break down uh, the Double O Seven universe for you. Right. Before also, I talk. also, also, Daniel Craig best Double O Seven. We'll just leave that at there. Hard to disagree, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so yeah. Mortal Kombat. It was prequel to MK4. It's not even a prequel to MK1. Oh, but it says it also serves it because it says that it. Um, it's a spinoff slash prequel of the Mortal Kombat franchise. It serves as a prequel to Mortal Kombat 4, which released at the same year. Interesting. How can it be set before the first Mortal Kombat game and be a prequel to MK4? It says it's a prequel to the franchise, which I, I would imagine that would be before the first game, just in, 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 in the wording. Are you reading the Wikipedia? Yeah. It says a spinoff slash prequel of the Mortal Kombat franchise, and then down says down there it says it also serves as a prequel to Mortal Kombat Four. I don't know how we're looking at different Wikipedia pages. Uh, it's the first paragraph. Yeah, and then the next sentence says set before the first Mortal Kombat, players controlled by Han, the Elder Sub Zero. Oh yeah, I I, I was skip, I was skipping that sentence. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. So this is a prequel to like everything, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but I guess what is kind of important about the game, um, one thing that's interesting for me personally, is that this was the final game to use digitized actors mm. because that was like a big part of Mortal Kombat, especially right. the scandal, like when it first came out, was that you had these digitized real characters real in the game like, that were yeah. like, you know, bareheading people and ripping out their spines yeah. and all well, that we, stuff. We Mortal Kombat... This- Four. Sorry, I'm gonna answer this question because okay, why not? Mortal Kombat Four uh is similar to the previous games that come. So Mortal Kombat doesn't really have like a progressive story, it just has stories. Um yeah. but Mortal Kombat Four chronicles the attack of the corrupt Elder God Chinook, which we know mm-hmm. in this game is who we wake up uh with one of the amulets we find against Should former comrades who trapped him in the nether realms many years prior to the beginning of the series so that's the uh, that's why this is the prequel because we're the ones who trapped uh, uh Chinook. and so he's okay. reawakened in mortal kombat 4 but this also serves as a prequel to the original mortal kombat in the fact that at the end of this uh obviously sub-zero is then asked by his friend Hey, do you want to compete in this what is essentially game. the first Mortal Kombat, the the right. fighting, you know, competition? I'm curious when the where the like new modern ones ones come out because I think Mortal Kombat X also has you reviving Shinnok uh, in, in the narrative. So, from what I'm understanding, because I I know bits of like MK lore. Um, Go check out my, Neil's podcast, MK Podquest, where he yes. covered many Mortal Kombat um, yeah. media. <laughs> We're going to get our ass absolutely ripped open by Neil, by the way, and just being like, <laughs> well, actually. I've never played yeah. um, a Mortal Kombat game outside of going to someone's house and putting it on. But my sister is oh, quite a big Mortal Kombat fan. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I play the characters, but I've never sat down and bought the new Mortal Kombat to play the campaign. Yeah, the first one I online. played through the campaign of was nine, which was the one. It was kind of like the the, the reboot of the franchise for the 360 PS3, mm. and then I played ten and eleven too. I have, I think I have eleven, yeah, but I haven't played this campaign of those. From what I understand of the MK lore, there's lots of 
alternate realities and time branches of like people go back and then they do something different and like so this is one that's my understanding is that this is one universe and then in another universe he's gone back to revive chinook again i mean if you think about it just like conceptually the idea is interesting it might not have been great in execution but the idea of having kind of like a fighting game and mm-hmm. having these subset of games that kind of focus on a character and their origin, I think that's kind of cool. Like, I think that's, mm-hmm. that's yes. an interesting concept to cover. 100%. Execution. Yeah. <laughs> Bad execution. I want to share my first experience with Mortal Kombat because oh, yeah. Go for it. we're going to have to fill time in between shitting on this game. Uh, Sorry, I was in high school. It was junior year AP Calculus. Uh, and for some reason, my teacher on Fridays would let us play SNES and had Mortal Kombat 2. And so that was the first time mm. I ever played a, a Mortal Kombat game was in my AP Calculus <laughs> Thanks, class. Thanks, Teach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I actually think 2 was my first. It was either the 2 or the first one. My mom was like a caretaker for uh, this woman, and she would bring me and my brother along with her. And the woman had an SNES, and she would let us play all the games on there too that was the first time i played mortal kombat was there i think it's hilarious i'm a johnny cage main (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah. why does she have what is considered one of the most violent video games in all of history i I don't know i don't know if she had kids and like they had them or if like she had like older kids and they moved out but she had snes she had mortal kombat she she was an early adopter maybe that's how they settle things in that house you know you just fucking mk it out like they don't argue there's no family call it's just oh you want you want this for dinner all right Fucking right. lay it what down. Up? Granny, Granny's pulling out her Johnny Cage now. You better you be. Have to, uh, you have better to watch earn out. your place in this house. You've reminded me of. Um, so years back, I went to EGX, which is like a convention here in the UK, and um, it was when MKX was coming out, Mortal Kombat 10, mm. and I was at a booth uh, queuing up with my mates to play the game, and this fucking dude was like on the station and he'd beat like three or four people at this point and was like refusing to come off the station. He was like, nah, man, he's like, I'm not coming off till someone beats me. <laughs> and then someone at the booth was like, all right, fine. Bear. So he come up and absolutely spanked this kid, like mm. perfect in round one. And then fucking round two just absolutely decimated him. I think he got like two, three hits in. And then the guy was like, oh, what the fuck? You're cheating. Like, you must have done. And he's like, nah, I'm not cheating. He's no, like, I'm, I'm just a- much better than you. <laughs> it's, it's just it's just Ed Boone himself up there like, playing. <laughs> well, so he was like, he was like, I'm one of the lead developers of MK10, and I'm also reigning MK9 world champion. Oh, and- <laughs> I was like, like tough. Like, not fucking- saying that all developers, you know, aren't amazing people, but a lot of them really fucking suck at their games. <laughs> So, yeah. but if you're if you're reigning champion, that's that's very yeah. Good. The other ones that I played a lot in Kai, I don't remember if, know if you remember this, but there was a bunch of them on the PS2. Um, Deception, Deadly Alliance, and Armageddon were all on PS2. I mean, and I'm pretty sure there's a three pack of them that had all three of them in it too. But I remember playing a lot of, I think it was Deadly Alliance and Armageddon. See, I was a Tekken kid. I, mean, I was out yeah. playing Tekken. I never played MK, and then. Recent years, I got into Soul Calibur. They're like my two. 
I remember Armageddon was the one that it kind of leaned into like uh, Soul Calibur did this kind of from the beginning, but like the character creator, like you could create your own character and, mm. and fight with a character, which is what was in Armageddon. Blessing I was really big curse. into fighting games because I was always worse than Jared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so like that, not not in a mean way, but that kind of like ruined my experience of fighting games because like no, he was so much sure. more capable than me that I was just like I'd rather watch him play something or watch him play through a modern Mortal Kombat game than us like compete. Like yeah. that's why we played a lot of like NFL games because both of us had like zero concept and understanding of what was fuck was happening, and that's it's why nice why when you're playing a competitive game and both players are equally as uh, awful yeah. and just dysfunctional at the game. And it not only that, but in its concepts, like football, we yeah. don't know how that really works. <laughs> you just push button, throw ball. I used to have a friend of mine who was like big on football or like soccer. I guess if you yeah. guys. Um, and I was never, never, so it was youngster, I was big on it, and then I grew out of it, and I didn't like it. Um, but we would pay FIFA all the time around his house. Yeah. But the problem is he knew the players, and he knew the formations, <laughs> and he knew, like, so he's like, oh, I'm playing this team. They operate best in a 3-4-3 with so-and-so as the top forward and this, that, and the other. And I'm just like... Uh, bro, it's, I'm gonna just slide tackle you, so it does not sports, matter. <laughs> sports game players are so interesting because <clears throat> I, I like new people in high school that like lo- I used to watch American football all, all the time in high school. Don't haven't watched Green it in literally school. years. Sure, <laughs> Why not? that's the only team I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I had people that like were diehard football fans, didn't play video games, but played so much Madden. Like, and that was all mm. they played was just, yeah, it's just the same as FIFA now. Bad. Like that's yeah. a weird, that's a weird like thing right? that exists is like, if you like, especially growing up, I think in like the early 2000s and nineties, it's like, if you liked a sport, you played those sports games. Like your mm. brother with uh, Jared's brother with the WWE games, he, he played loved all the WWE, Raw, games. all those, all those games. I, I and like, them. they were fun too. Yeah. Like I grew up playing a lot of basketball uh and doing like travel teams and playing uh around the state of california and like all those kids just all they played was fucking basketball games they're like oh i'll play you know the ncaa college game it's like which is like why would you (laughs) why are you wasting your time with it i can't imagine spending most of your time training basketball because you enjoy it and and playing it and relaxing yeah and relaxing and being like i'm gonna turn on nba i mean fucking nine-year-old me i had so many different basketball games i had ncaa i had this yeah. like weird like chibi street like basketball game i had My like fuck, three v three three on three hoops Mario. i would i would go i would go to training practice i would do two hours of straight basketball i would play a basketball game to decompress and then i would sit <clears> in my bre- bed practicing free throws at the ceiling with a basketball like all encompassed and look at me. I'm a little I'm a little nerdy fucking art Kai boy. I have a friend <laughs> and he's very much in the golf and he has been just playing the PGA games and he's been like she's playing fucking golf video wild. Games. There is zero as someone who also golfed. There's zero connection <laughs> to doing that. It would be like someone in MMA playing fucking Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat and being like, "Yep, I'm training." <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> just just that UFC fighter Hadouken just in the middle of a match. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying because like I I'm a big rugby fan and we don't have any rugby games. No, yeah, we don't well, have any like good rugby you, games. So. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> we'll see. 
Yeah. Uh, we should probably talk about this game. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. We'll, we'll get into this. Um, so there's Ben mentioned the kind of scanned-in models and the, the 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 lifelike individuals, and this game released on both the PlayStation One and the Nintendo sixty four. We see this a lot in this era, especially as you move towards like some of the Nintendo handhelds. Oh yeah, the running the, model is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the running model is crazy. But you see the the difference in those two. Like the PlayStation is the one that had these kind of live action cutscenes, and the sixty four, obviously being a, a little bit less powerful console, had those cutscenes, but they were still images with text on the bottom. And you isn't, see this in like the original Spider Man, and you see this in other games around this era too. Isn't a big part of that as well, though, the fact that the PlayStation was on a disc. I remember reading yeah, something at some so. point that like the cartridge limitation meant they couldn't do live action sequence. Yeah, they, it didn't have the computing power. Not only that, the PlayStation 1 was originally developed for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nintendo paid Sony to do that, and Nintendo pulled out last minute and were like, now nah, we don't fucking want to do this anymore. Like, we almost literally had a, at the we final, had a Nintendo Sony. That was the, literally at the, the final hour, and there. then Nintendo made the N64 with the cartridge system and was like, this is superior. And then Sony just fucking crushed it out of the park. They're like, well, fuck <laughs> you guys. Isn't like a, I swear there's a meme about the guy introducing the PS1, and he just walks up to the mic at the, like, expo, and it's just man. like, no, he just walks up and he's like, Two ninety nine, and then walks off. <laughs> I can remember his PS one or PS two. It was something like it was one of those. It was around. It might have been PS one. I think. And please, guys, it, correct us if we're wrong. Listening because we don't <laughs> we don't claim to know everything about video games. We but, weren't alive when that was. Happening. Yeah, I think it was around one of the the Sega console generations because I remember one of those either was Dreamcast or whatever was like crazy expensive, and then the mm. PlayStation was kind of like that's what the whole two ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. From. Again, um, could be definitely wrong. About reviews that, reviews of this game were um, apparently bad. divisive. <laughs> they were bad. Yeah, it says the they were divisive response from the critics. PlayStation considered uh, PlayStation version considered to be superior. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Praise was directed at the transition from fighting game genre to action adventure and the live action cutscenes that we've spoken about. Mm. But the controls and punishing level design received criticism. Oh, the controls. I had to fully remap the controller to have this be a functional process for me at all. So, okay, so hang on one sec before. Retrospective reviews were more negative, with some considering the game as one of the worst in the entire franchise. Now, fuck the franchise, the whole ass world. Uh, we should do a bracket or something. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent of all. I'll get, I'll get a whiteboard and we can like write on it back here as I'm like like moving things around. I'm doing so. It. Stay tuned, guys. PlayStation wise, uh, this is fairly simple. You've got your four directional buttons. You've got yeah, uh, X, circle, triangle, square, attack. Was this before um, the uh, analog? Before the dual? Yeah, yeah. Dual yeah. shot came out. Okay, so. On the PlayStation, the face buttons move and attack. R1 is block. R2 is run. L1 is grab. Um, and I can't remember what L2 does. And select is your inventory. Honestly, 
That's better. Sounds like a less complicated because yeah. Nintendo 64 controller has like 54 extra buttons on it. <laughs> well, that you've all got do you've something. got D-pad, C buttons, the stick, C buttons, like, C buttons, sticks, yeah. D-pads. Yeah. Not only that, there's like auto run. So like left stick oh. all the way over, you just run. That's run. And then if mm. you use D-pad, you walk. D-pads walk, and then analog and then, stick is run left trigger is your inventory <laughs> i have to think about it i'm sorry i'm fucking <laughs> incapable left triggers and then y is to change positions which is fucking annoying i mean oh, i could have l2 was it. to switch um direction you're facing because that screwed me over which is the dumbest Big fucking time. that you couldn't okay. just like so yeah I, I i fully remapped this on mine i put the face buttons as the punches and kicks mm-hmm. i did the left bumper as switching directions Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously analog stick was run d-pad was walk uh, i put block as left trigger because that just made sense to me to block you just left trigger and then i did the menu as what was right the trigger. grab though uh the bump right bumper oh, and then okay. i did right trigger as opening the menu interesting yeah. Your... To open the menu is a weird choice after remapping. Well, my, my face <laughs> buttons, my face buttons were gone. You could have just used select. Start. I think I did do that actually. I I lied. Oh, right trigger was like confirmed. Was technically like the A button because my A button was a punch. Uh, yeah, because your A button was a punch. Yeah, so right trigger was confirmed, right. and I had the start on the select on the select button. Literally the dumbest fucking controls. I yeah and i mean you guys don't even get the fucking like the live action scenes only really the the only redeeming part of the game experience and you guys don't even get that you just get fucking pixelated blurry pictures of and let me tell you they are indeed pixelated like to the point where i'm like you start losing some like recognizable facial uh yeah, you're like, structure what is, you're that, like, what is happening who is that <laughs> Mm. that's something else we should say as well i've not watched all of the cutscenes. maybe kai can attest to this but um i have i i did not see mm-hmm. one single poc actor in this game oh no they're whatsoever. they're all white people 100 percent. there's not they're Bro, all this white. is 1997 this was before colored people existed yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, i forget they were discovered i forget yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but like you, you think like you know um at least put some stereotypes you know, in there like i, I it would be hilarious i don't I, I actually i don't know if Jax is in there are a lot of stereotypes be, in here they're just all but it'd be hilarious if jacks if Jax was in there but he was like a buff white guy and he's like <laughs> that that doesn't make sense it's like <laughs> but like the thing is like in the 90s martial arts was already like heavily cemented in in the world you know you had like the whole Bruce Lee craze. You had Jackie Chan sort of beginning to rise to fame. You had Kid. Korea, you had Cry Kid. Um, even people like John Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal, like you know, Chuck Norris. So, Chuck Norris, yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, thing. like so, you, you think that they would be like, okay, we're gonna like do this and sort of like at least have like one guy. The 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 models for the enemies you fight. Like when you fight some of them, you're supposed to be in like China and you, the, the the model just looks like they took the model of a white dude and just like modified it to change his skin tone and was just like, yeah, that'll do. That, that, that's move, it. Yep. Move that, move that human saturation bar a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the game is developed by Americans. The game is American. Mortal Kombat itself is an American game. It's an American bastardization of what 
ninja and samurai culture is in like yeah, it's already the, cultural appropriation MK movie have a mixed race actor playing like one of the main the people in this game i'm trying to look for them oh Lu- they did Lu- bro whatever? this is this is video games in the fucking 90s they didn't do shit okay well while jared is um is looking at yeah, let's talk about our our sort of the general yeah. gameplay so you essentially is broken to levels um and each level has you from what i can gather basically attempting to work your way through the level and get something at the end of the game defeat a boss and then leave the level standard sort of like side scrolling stuff classic Uh, the first mission you are sent to uh, some temple to gain the map that is going to show you where to find the uh, keys to the elements of the earth something well the map is to find the medallion that's that that's yeah small small aside as before you guys continue i just i'm finding more information on this uh the other developer besides midway was avalanche software and avalanche software developed some games that you might know from back they in the day Hulk? like um uh, tack and the power of juju uh dragon Dang. ball z sagas and the developer of the 2023 game hogwarts legacy <laughs> they, they, they may never they come out game. They'll just keep delaying it forever, and it'll right, never continue. My, my my search continues. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah. So you yeah. you basically um. You you have this run button, like we said, and you're playing Sub Zero. The first level you're going through, and it's really weird. Like you start the level, and Scorpion's there, and then this really quiet, distorted voice. He's like, <laughs> and then runs yep. off. Um, and you cannot make out what the fuck he is saying whatsoever. You think it's you think it's distorted on uh, PS One? Yeah, that N sixty four sound chip is not doing any 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 of us justice <laughs> in the moment. The PS One actually had better audio than the N sixty four, and so it is atrocious. Truly, my awful. lord. So all of the enemies love to um, just stand there and do nothing, and then the, all of a sudden, the AI is wild in this game. If you if you just don't move, sometimes they'll just like die at you. They'll, they'll just, just yeah. it's like there's a distance thing, so you have to break the distance in which they actually start to attack. And so if you just stand like weirdly close to them, nothing happens. Mm. And then it's as like, soon as you attack, it's like some weird like object permanence issue that they've got. Yeah. Like they, you don't you, if you stop moving, they forget you're there. No, they're like T Rex. They can only <laughs> see they can only <laughs> see yeah. movement. Um, so they love to do this thing as well, where they like jump over the top of you and get to the other side and that's where you have to press this button to turn sub-zero to face the other way because the game doesn't auto track movement when people move over you um and yeah it's this game is wild you gain experience points if you manage to pull off combos which i don't know how you would ever manage to pull off combos in this game because it's nigh on on impossible i did do some combos by my favorite uh fighting game uh approach which is button mashing uh, <laughs> yeah. sometimes you just hit combos and you're like well, I did well so there's like a weird thing where like you can do combos but they haven't got the animations queued up right that's what it seems like so you do you can spam punches Jared's, and it's fallen down a well of internet <laughs> information yeah. over here 
okay. you can like uh, spam continue. punches and try and get a kick in and some but if you manage to pull off a combo you gain experience and as you gain yeah. experience you start to gain special yeah. moves you get this like isoducan that can freeze people but they can block it which is stupid yeah. um yeah. and you get and this you get the slide the slide um, uh, i never and... successfully executed any of that by the way i just did combos That's forever wild. So I never the, did any of them. The the Isodukan was pretty straightforward for me because it was like you roll your finger from down to right and you get the diagonal and then you press X and he just goes and freezes people. I, I don't know if it's because it's the, the ROM for N64 and the controller mapping is so fucked up, but like it, it was really difficult. Like I I had done the, the ice attack maybe a handful of times, maybe like five or six times throughout the game, but like it was you could do the exact same button control one time and be like, yep, ice attack and have full magic and do the exact same movement again. And the, the whatever processing was going on was like, nah, that's different. There's a low start. kick. Uh, I found the cast of Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero on uh, IMDb. Mm-hmm. Okay. Craig mm-hmm. Ferguson. So uh, the actor that Richards. played... <laughs> yeah. The actor that played Sub-Zero... Also played Scorpion, by the way. So that actor that, is the same. That Makes sense. They're me at all. Swap. They're the yeah. exact same person. Uh, his name is John Turk. Uh, he played he played the character Turk in Prison Break, and he played the nest guard in Transformers: oh, Dark of the on, Moon. Hold hold on hold on hold on. Let's let's take it one step back. You're t- you're saying a man whose name is yes. John Turk, correct? Played a character called Turk. Yep. In, in the, the show, show Prison. Prison Break? Prison Break? Yes. yes. Like, what's that? What's that fucking? Um, oh, what's that Hispanic actor who always plays the He's same like, fucking name? Uh, and he was a nest guard in Transformers: Dark of the Moon. Uh, the other interesting thing, because the rest of this cast, none of them have pictures on them. John Turk is a white guy. Surprise, surprise. Uh, it's funny because Quan Chi's character's name is Richard Devito. Danny oh, DeVito's yeah. lesser-known brother. Yeah. Raiden's character is Michael Garvey. <laughs> Never heard a whiter name in my life. Uh, okay, so the character in this game, I don't think I interacted with her, Jataka. Jataka mm-hmm. in the game is played by a woman named Rachel Herbert. He- yeah. Hebert. Um, uh-huh. But in the FMV is Erica Grace, who is played in Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, Star Trek Nemesis, Triple uh, X State of the Union, all the best ones. Triple X State of the Union underrated movie. I had no, that on it's PSP. Awful. It's we had it on the fucking right. PSP UMD like <laughs> movie things. I'm just saying, give it a try. Uh, Is that the one with Ice Cube? <laughs> there was one with um, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel's the first one, I think. Right? Vin Diesel's I think the first I, Triple X. I feel like there's a Triple X with Ice Cube in it. <laughs> Maybe I'm fucking. Uh, but yeah, you uh, said person of color, Jataka, is a black woman. And she's in this game. Oh, well, I didn't get that far. So that is my bad. I <laughs> retract that statement. Uh, yes, that is very, it's a very small cast. Um, I watched all 17 oh. minutes of cutscenes and never saw a person of color. Wait, so so is she, she is literally the token POC actor in the entire game. Well, and she's only in, she, she, she's that character's representation in the FMVs, but the character's representation is a different person in the game. The game is a different actor, and the character in the FMV is a different actor, too. Whoever okay. did this was busy. <laughs> so yeah. they had to get someone else. <laughs> My arms are tired out from... Oh, there was, a, there was a different character that also played Scorpion in the FMV. 
Sal DeVita played the Scorpion in the FMV, but John Turk played Sub-Zero and Scorpion in-game. I would love to be a fly on the wall and just see the the process of this game being created because, dear God, it is a anomaly. It was, it was a it was a cocaine fueled nightmare. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, well, you guys are talking about the the gameplay a little bit, and um, yeah, my two cents. The <laughs> a, the AI is so interesting, so bad. And I don't so know if bad. this 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 may be my em- emulator. Hey, guy, I didn't buy this. I emulated it. Whatever, sue me. Actually, don't don't actually literally <laughs> sue me. <laughs> but there were times sure Midway I, Games doesn't even exist anymore. So yeah, exactly. We're fine. I I mapped um, a quick save and a quick load onto my controller. So if you if you put analog stick up on the the right analog stick up, it quick saved, and then the select button quick loaded that save. So I was just doing that constantly. Um, but anytime I like saved the game kind of like lagged a bit, but then it would just like immediately respawn those enemies directly in front of me, like mid punch hitting me. And so every time I would save, I would just get hit by a character immediately. Don't know if that's emulator. Don't know if that's something that's me. That's yeah. Midway that's were like, uh, we know people are going to emulate this in 20 years. So <laughs> yeah, we're going to build, we're going to build in a bug that makes it. If you try to save, <laughs> that's like their, 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 piracy, the their piracy block. It just like yeah. you get punched every time it's you save. a really annoying piece of code. So uh, the, no. <sighs> There's a one fucking go on Kaigon. I also did save states and it doesn't do anything. It, I was I was fine. Uh, My save states was a, a novel because on the bottom it shows like how many save states you've done. I just had. So, so before we get into more awesome. gameplay, I will say uh, Mortal Kombat did retain some of its arcade game roots in this yeah. uh, versioning in which mm-hmm. uh which was a thing for a lot of fighting games of this time and a lot of arcade games that got ported to consoles, but you have lives. Uh, I believe standard, you have three, um, Mm -hmm, and then you have one continue. Uh, So Mm -hmm. you lose all three of your lives, then you get the option to continue. If you decide to play this game, which, sure, uh, on the options page, there's a difficulty select so you can go and select a difficulty if you select mm-hmm. the easiest difficulty there are tablets that give you hints to how to tackle the game's puzzles you can read those and they'll tell you like oh low kick to activate these fucking pillars that we'll get into oh. uh, and walk through them and the enemies are also easier to kill uh the other benefit is you can go into the settings and you can increase your number of lives and you can increase your number of continues i believe you can increase your lives to nine and your number of continues to seven nine somewhere in which there. meaningless oh, if you have save states i had six lives and three continues i believe yeah um but yeah you can do that um uh you can also, in a very interesting system, there is a cheats engine. I, I didn't do this. I'm curious this. of how this actually worked. So there is a rotating uh, like code that is like letters. And there's five letters or six letters. Uh, and you go to the cheats menu and you just rotate these uh, letters to spell different things. But after every like level you beat, you get the code for that level, so that you can always just go back. But you can just look up the level yeah. codes, and you can, if you want to go to the end of the game, you can just put in that code. But there's also things for like yeah. 
uh, unlimited live. There's like 99 lives. There's there's like a bunch of things. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't really do that much research because I was like, I, it's fine. I'll just play what I can to this game. I'm not trying to complete it, and it's whatever. It's but that is official. It, not, it is not, an interesting uh, like way of approaching it, especially usually like in fighting games. Like when I I put in our Discord that we have together, like oh, there's cheats for this game, and Ben was immediately like, oh, the Konami code, and I was like. Actually, no. This is, this is like a weird rotating. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. Like something Mortal like Kombat that. always tackled their kind of cheats in an interesting way. In nine for the 360 and PS3, um, on the loading screen before you jumped into a game, there'd be a series of six kind of blocks in the bottom screen, and as you press different buttons on face buttons on the controller, those would change to different kind of little hieroglyphic graphics. Um, and depending on what order you had them in, you'd have different cheats like big head mode or unlimited live mode or like, but you would do that in between the loading screen of starting a fight, like in like a one V one or like finding a CPU or something okay. like that. That's right. when you would put in the, the I was going to say motherfuckers should bring back cheats, but also these fucking studios can barely pump out games correctly these days. So maybe you shouldn't waste time developing cheats, you know, <laughs> just, just yeah. make the game. We're, we're, we're looking at you, uh, Pokemon Scarlet, maybe lifting me up in a little, a little bit longer. Yeah. Just, just bake it. You know, you know, you get, you get three game extensions before people start really getting mad. You should use them. That's all I'm yeah. There, there's a, there's a fine line. There's a, fi- a fine line between like that and like cyberpunk, like right just in the middle. You know, like you know a what good, you know, a game could have used a little longer. Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub Zero. <laughs> they could have. Someone tells someone tells me this was like this was. They were like, yeah, this is done. This is good. Let's put it. This. That's but that's what I'm saying. Like, how did no one play this and go? This isn't very good. <laughs> or they just didn't care. They were like, ah, people are gonna fucking buy it. It's Mortal Kombat. Like the- in development, fourteen month development. And the news that the game was being worked on leaked to the press in the third quarter of 96. Well, also, this was a sub-series. Mortal Kombat 4 also came out this year, so I imagine that's where most of the attention was, was Mortal Kombat 4. And they're like, okay, another team split off and go do this mythology wow. Sub-Zero thing. Wow. Hmm. Design, designer and Sub-Zero co-creator John Tobias said he was intrigued by the character's backstory and wanted to flesh it out. The main yes. design team right. was located at the Chicago offices, which is a pretty central sounding place, consisted of five artists, two programmers, and a sound designer. Eight that's people that's made this game. That's an indie studio. You know Hell what? Yeah. My whole, my game, whole, repeating, opi- repeating my whole opinion has changed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, indie game, you say? Hello. Uh, that's pretty that's Less pretty than eight. Less than eight people made No Man's Sky. Mm. Think about it that way. Yeah, but the less original, than eight the people original. made No Man's Sky with a technology in the 2015s or whenever that yeah, game Yeah, so came imagine out. if this game was made now. Exactly. <laughs> imagine, imagine how could good they could make Sub-Zero <laughs> Mythology. This is a procedurally uh, g- uh, generated world of Mortal Kombat. You could fly through different planets. <laughs> It'd be better than the non-procedurally generated world that we were given. I'll tell you that uh, for sure. Should we talk about these pillars? Because these gave oh me my fucking God. so much. Okay. Like, All right. I nearly I threw my controller. I don't want to be that guy, but after I figured it out, it wasn't too much of a hassle. Shut the fuck up. Um, I will share a video of... Didn't want to be that guy? Yeah, well, you are that guy. Okay, first of all, I don't want to be an asshole, but let me be an asshole. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You just got to get good. Gonna, That's your problem. 
want to interrupt me one more fucking time to brag that you're good was, at a there, shitty there's game? A little bit of a, there's a little bit of a delay. That's why it was an intentional cutting out. Blame Zencaster. Anyway, uh, I'm going to share the video of my pillar death, which I shared with the boys here. I'll, I'll throw it in the big Discord once this episode releases. Uh, here's the problem. Because the N64 control makes you auto sprint, when you hold the stick all the way there's two pillars that consecutively follow each other and yes jared the mechanic is easy once you understand what to do which is you kick or punch near the pillar the pillar lifts up and you walk under it unfortunately because the controls are so fucked uh, okay because the controls are so fucked you when you push to run towards the other pillar it goes just far enough by just pushing it once that it activates the other pillar so it slams down, knocks you back under the pillar beforehand, and then just crushes <laughs> crushed. his eyes. And, and I it's did instant that. Death. Yeah. Instant death. And I did that maybe 30 times of yep. just that one pillar section trying to get past. Yeah. And so what I eventually did is I would just stand, like, walk close enough so when the other pillar comes down, it knocks me forward, and then it wouldn't push me in the other pillar, and that's how I got through it. I oh, interesting. That's really, that's employed really cool. Jared's leg sweep technique, um, which is something yeah. else I want to talk about afterwards. But um, yeah, fuck these pillars. Um, they would knock me back, like you said. Uh, another great thing as well is that if you don't kill an enemy, um, they just chase you. And they yeah. will chase you, you into, into where these the pillars hitbox mm-hmm. and then you'll die. I yep. will say, that being said... There's nothing more satisfying. So I don't know why there's no grab button for the N60. Like, there, like at least for the controller mapping I had, there was no grab button. It was just like if you run at someone and then you're close enough to them, you'll just grab them and throw them over you. I, I never nailed it down, but you could do it. I never it nailed it either. I always, like, pressed all the face buttons at once, and it didn't. And I was like, cool, I'll just do that every time, yeah. and that will so make I would, something So worse. what I would do is I would... Because you're running into this room, right? And there's a door and then the two pillars. And there's two individuals. There's one standing in the middle of the room before you enter the pillar room. And there's one right at the doorway. And they both Mm -hmm. have swords, which is really fucking annoying. So I just kick the swords out of their hands. I would get them together. I would run to one end of the room so they chase me. I'd run to the other pillar room. And then I'd just throw them both into the pillar and punch. And then the pillar would crush them. It was very satisfying. It is satisfying when you crush someone. (laughs) It is very satisfying when you crush someone. That was the only redeeming moment of this game where I was like, I did a good thing. Yeah, so I, I talked about the leg sweep, which if I remember around the early days of MK... Uh, I'm I'm I've learned this recently. I didn't know at the time, but uh, early Mortal Kombat was plagued by the leg sweep, um, and it was uh, in this game you do back and whatever your kick button is your low kick, mm-hmm. and he will crouch on the floor and do a spinning leg sweep, and you could use that to trick the pillar to think you were there. It would come down and then you'd go past it when it went back up. Oh. I never successfully did that either. I didn't even do it. I you can all, swear you can it was you punch. who told me to do it. It was me. Uh, oh, okay, okay. It, and it um, was me because A, I read the walkthrough of this game, and B, if you play the easy version of this game, there's literally a pillar right, or there's literally a tablet before those pillars that says that tells you low, about low sweep to activate the pillars and walk under them uh, as they rise back up. Right. Um, but this was a big problem in like early MK games where like the, the competitive people, meta. Well, not even that, like, people would, like, leg sweep someone 
and then they get back up and you leg sweep and they get back up and it's like a loop where if you can time it right you just keep leg sweeping people and they get up and fall back down and i got stuck in a fucking left leg sweep loop mm-hmm. with the ai just fucking leg sweeping me and i could not do anything you, to stop them no when you fight scorpion at the end of this level there's a so like the way it works right there's there's a far left like it's not like a wall it's like a step right they're like steps mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. yeah so if you can get scorpion against the wall and you just long kick there's nothing you can do you can't sweep your leg because the kick is longer than the low sweep and so i just kept him against the wall and just kept kicking him well, over I, and over I had, and over I had and other over times like that too like um, why was my like high kick the, the kick in the head and if you can time that right, they'll just like walk forward and run into that. And there's like, you can yeah. do that over and over and over again. I mean, sometimes. the AI is really fucking basic in this game. Also, yeah. the two highest damaging moves that your character has standard without doing combos is the roundhouse kick and the uppercut. Mm-hmm. So the, if uppercuts, you can, the uppercut was big too. Yeah. So if you do the uppercut, boss. the uppercut and the roundhouse kick, I have the exact same damage. It's like 33, which is the highest of all of your base moves. Um, so if you can pull those off, you out here cutting in fucking plus or minus frames and shit. What you, what you know about the damage? I read the, the, the walkthrough. Uh, yeah. Mythology Sub Zero. Yeah, I, I first of all, I'm woeful at games like this, so I needed every fucking competitive advantage I could have. But second of all, I don't mind reading. And honestly, someone, I don't. I'll have to share it. There's someone who like wrote like a like a guide. But they were like, you know, those guides from like the like the early internet days where they would do all the like, like text, AC like, art in it too, yeah, where they would like yeah, make yeah. the logo in AC, Damn. and it was like someone's like whole life was like writing this guide to this horrible, was it new? horrible game. <laughs> was it new? Uh, <laughs> you know what? I didn't look at the name. It might it might be. Uh, but yeah, it was it was super helpful. It, like it broke down all of the like your move power. Really cool. It broke down what to do. Because the like, menu okay. is not good at telling you how to do. Like when no. you get the sweep, I couldn't like, even. It's more to figure out how to move well, around the menu. It doesn't give it's you also buttons. not good it's to like tell you what cold. to do because your controllers remap differently than the original controller would be anyway. So it's yeah, but like, even then it says yeah. like hold back block low kick high kick, and you're like, uh, like fucking Soul Calibur does it as well. They'll show you a move. They'll show you like a move that you can do in the training mode, and it will be like forward high kick block low kick high kick and you're like which one's the I high think, kick even, again even i think even to... modern um world combat games you might be able to change it correct me if i'm wrong but they still have like it's like a little box that says like an h in it and it's red that means like high kick or, or whatever right. and that's like how they how they show you how to do combos and everything uh but combos in this game are fucking nine impossible to the only combo I ever really got is spamming high punch, low punch, and just and then throwing in a kick at the end. That was basically it. Yeah, yeah. I had so, like the head like punch. So you do the high punch in the head, and then you do the the kick, the high kick. Yeah. After you cross the pillars, you enter a room with a rope in the middle of it. Uh, oh, this and... was the pain of your existence for a yeah. while, wasn't yeah, it? It's fucking okay. <laughs> All right, fucking okay. Let's talk about game design, right? You've just conquered these pillars in which have destroyed all of your, you know, your soul. And then you walk into a room and there's a fucking rope in the middle. And the doors in this game do not look like doors. They look like Mm -hmm. big stone squares. And so I walked to one end of the room and I was like, oh, that's a wall. Because in my mind, a big gray object is a wall and there's a rope in the middle of the room. And you climb up the rope and there's levels. In different like different areas that i was trying to work out what you was talking about I now i understand yeah. <laughs> so you can climb up to the first level 
and I would try to jump off because you could jump off the rope and land on the ledge because there's a le- there's like a it's like a platform that goes across and I kept jumping yeah. off and I would just fall to the ground and if you went any higher than just the level of where the ledge is you would do oh the animation would happen and you would fall backwards and I'd be like oh and then you'd slam into the ground oh. and immediately die there's there's a this has this game has lots of platforming sections in there why is there fall damage why is there fall damage in this platformer not just that. Do you remember that bit? Most of our talk's going to be about the first and second level. Okay, well, I'll be honest with you guys. That's right? where we are. <laughs> um, in that first level, when you, you beat those row of guys, you get past the pillars the first time. Mm-hmm. And then there's that bit where you have to jump down to the next level. But if you jump Bounce too far... Bounce on the little thing. Yeah, yeah, if you jump too far... Which, because I mean, I just jumped. I was like, yeah, I'm a fucking ninja, bro. Like, let me just jump. So I jumped and he just starts flailing and lands on his back and you die. You have to jump very close to the ledge in order Mm -hmm. to fall down on some like awning that's near the ground and bounce off the awning like you're fucking Aladdin and then Mm -hmm. just land on the ground and be like, all right, cool, I'm fine. In the game's defense, if you played the easy mode, there's a tablet <laughs> right before that section. <laughs> and the tablet legitimately says, jump gently off of the ledge to land on the awning below. I that's, still that's have been confused by see. that. Still, that wording is like, how do I, where's the jump just, gentle just button? Jump I don't gently. I'm like, uh, okay, I'll jump gently. The other how thing is... You... Go on is if you just use the d-pad rather because like the stick was so fucking aggressive with the jumps and the running i just would use the d-pad as movement and hit up yeah. like the up angle and he would do the perfect like backflip jump land on the awning land on the ground yeah the other thing I, I found with this and then the section afterward is if like you just moved a little bit back further from where you thought you were going to jump and then just do the normal run jump then you'll like land on where you're supposed to and then you'll down so yeah. if you're just a little bit further back uh, uh there is yeah. one respite of the hellscape which is this game which is herbs they give you healing items yes. which is herbs are great nice and you also get potions which heal your magic yeah. uh and which you is like combine stuff to make the herb stuff more potent and fully heal you instead of partially heal you yeah cool. they really cool looked at resi and was like yeah cool they it's were not like, a cool concept. It's literally just fucking Resident Evil. No, but I'm saying there's a cool well, I concept mean, to implement into your Mortal Kombat game. Yeah, it's an, they took Fair RPG play. elements, right? Like, they were yeah. like, okay, we need something to make this not just just consistent fighting and trying to survive. And so they kind mm. of built in basic RPG yeah. elements. And I think that's yeah. what they were trying to do with the level up stuff, right? If it wasn't so fucking hard to execute those moves, it'd be a lot better. Hey, at but... least this game has checkpoints. Can you imagine if this didn't have checkpoints? It was but just, even if you die <laughs> game over, you start over anyways. Yeah, yeah, but if you um, if you, you go the, into you the, the options code. and you can give yourself six lives, and then uh, yeah. I believe Kai was saying in the game's defense there is an easy mode, so you can yeah. um, access that. Yeah, not not only is there an easy mode, but every level you beat, you get the code. So even if you're like, yep. as long as you make it to the end of a single level, then you're fine. using mm-hmm. your lives, you can just re-enter the code and then you start in the next chapter uh-huh. anyway. Yeah, so it's, it is it is that. early like save states in a sense because, of being, like, if you get yeah. to it. I died multiple times to Scorpion mm-hmm. the first couple of times I tried fighting him because he is a pain in the ass. Um, yep. There is an option to finish him. There's like the really... So he, he like lands on his, on his knees. knees and it's like yeah, he looks like he's going to start sucking you off. And so it's you're, like, yeah, you're going like, oh, okay. to finish him while he's on his knees. This is what I'm yeah. hearing correctly. Yeah, yeah, I was like, um, 
Um, I couldn't work out the finisher. There nope. is a finisher you can do. There's multiple. No, nope, couldn't figure it's it out. It's that MK. He's just on his knees, and in like all Mortal Kombat, he just sits on his knees for like ten seconds, like, and then falls, <laughs> and then falls over. Yeah. All right, cool. And then you run. I think he's just on his knees. <laughs> he's just a little bit. Don't try to make this game better than it is. Um. And then basically you grab the map, you climb up that rope Kai was talking about, the yeah. bit's now unblocked, and then you yeah, which, zip line. Why wouldn't they just have the rope fall? Like, it's like the opposite they, indie, though. It's like opposite to Indiana Jones, because when you take the, the map off, <laughs> it opens up, whereas you would think that, like, it would be the other way around. Like, you take it off and it closes, and you're like, oh, now I can't escape. But you yeah. take the map off, and it's like, and like oh, you want to leave? At the top. Yeah. But not only, not only that, so you climb up this rope, right? And you get to the top, and then there's like a little tiny piece of rope that's like going down this Oh, way. the convenient zipline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The convenient zipline to the other area. If you don't jump perfectly to grab the zipline, you just land on the ledge, like below, because there's like the like mm-hmm. yeah. flat area. So I just land on the ledge, and if you try to jump back on the original rope instead of jump up to the zipline rope, you can't grab it. So I did all that, got all the way to the top, tried to grab the rope, couldn't try to grab the middle rope, fell all the way back down to the ground and died, and then had to do all that over again. The scorpion fight as well. No, no, no. It it loads after the scorpion fight. Oh, so you okay, okay. 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 That's the fucking, At least you did not you know, do the scorpion all over. You have to sit through the grabbing the map bullshit, and then you go back. Should down. we uh, very quickly go over level two? Because level two is much of the same, but with platforming. Yeah. Well, let's so, go over the first the first cutscene because that happens oh fuck yes 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 right that happens right now how am i forgetting the best part of the game so you go you go to grab grab the map blah 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 Uh, the only way i can describe this is power rangers like that is the big power range of style the voice acting the i will say lines i didn't i never watched power rangers i wasn't interested in that as a kid but i that that art style is so interesting like it looks like a reality tv show meets like a, a <laughs> local zero to the side and he's like i really didn't like that <laughs> yeah. it's like a reality <laughs> tv show meets now. a like like a theater production from a small town like it's just mm. such a strange with like really over the top makeup and outfits that but they don't look realistic they all look like halloween costumes and it's just yeah it's so strange and the acting is so bad, and the dialogue is so bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's all it's all bad, and that's uh, kind of why this game stands. But in a good way, because of, because yeah, we, that kind of like bad, good, weird. Yeah. So the, the plot of the plot of this game, which we haven't gotten into, I believe, in this episode, is that Quan Chi, uh, who's an evil sorcerer, uh, or at this time, I guess, a good sorcerer, I don't know, has hired both Sub Zero and Scorpion to come and get this map to get a medallion. And the medallion, Quan Chi tells us, is a sentimental object of value for him. So we have killed several people, uh, including Scorpion, someone else he hired to do the same job, uh, to get a map to something that just kind of has some, you know, personal value to this source. <laughs> just his mom's locket. <laughs> fucking wild. It's a wild... First of all, why would you hire two people... Who are sworn enemies and then there's a really out-of-pocket line in in this first cutscene where he's literally like ah yes scorpion your japanese counterpart but <laughs> he's played by the same actor and is also clearly just a white guy and it's like 
okay. And also, this whole game is just like a racial stereotype of Asian culture that's just really bad, but it's all white people in all the cutscenes, and it's very confusing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, long story uh, short, because sure. we're only going to talk about the second level. The whole plot is Quan Chi is tricking us. The medallion actually revives a god. Uh, and Shouldn't then we're like, oh no, Quan Chi's bad. And then we kill Quan Chi, or we banish him technically. Maybe he falls off a ledge. Who knows? Uh, and then at the end of the game, uh, our friend is like, yo, homie, you want to, you know, fucking battle into Mortal Kombat? And that is literally the plot of this game. Yeah. What, wasn't wasn't the whole like Mortal Kombat tournament like fight for like control of the realms? Like, isn't that like that wasn't the point of the tournament? So like a person from each realm came to represent their realm. Wasn't that like the, the whole? Yeah. It's like the Triwizard Cup, but like with dudes in capes and stuff. Yeah, that's it. And in the background, Uh, yeah, these. I didn't even make the Power Rangers connection until you said that, but hundred percent. That's why my name is Mortal Rangers. Mortal Mortal Rangers. I watched so much uh, Mortal Kombat. I watched so (laughs) much um, Power Rangers, Rangers. and it's that exactly what you're saying. That weird like halloween costume so, get up so and, specific. but like real explosions that happen like those are just like you know oh i mean if you watch the cutscenes from this there are some wild graphic effects there's at one point where you're standing over a pit of lava and it looks ridiculous there's also a section where he goes if you watch the one where he goes and grabs the amulet it's so clearly green screened and he's just walking in place but they tried to like move the camera so it looks like he's walking towards it so it's just a guy doing this and like the ambulance just getting closer to him it looks ridiculous (laughs) there's like a guy holding like a pedestal with the locket and he's like or the ambulance he's to kind of like bring it closer to quan chi and it's like like, a guy in a full green suit just like holding it apparently it it looks like shit took them a week to film the live action sequences that's Uh, insane that's that hilarious. is such a short timeline to film those. They were taped in yeah. front of a green screen and then digitally combined with 3D backdrops. It took about a week to complete. The crew was kept to a minimum, and the entire process from taping to post-production work took about a month. My That's thesis, wild. My thesis film for grad school was 13 minutes and it took three months of pre-production, two full weeks of shooting, and like two months of post to put that together. So and that's your, a student film. As I say, your student film was uh, inferior, I mean, better quality than. Oh, it was a thousand percent <laughs> better quality. But I was also, you know, we're working with good equipment. These motherfuckers were in the '90s working with Halloween costumes, but still, like one week Stones to film what is 17 minutes of content with professional actors is an incredibly short timeline to be working. Also, with. just like they must have been just grinding it out because they either were like one take wonders, which I don't think happened, or they're just like well, we're fucking <laughs> staying here until we finish this. I mean, they probably were one take wonders because the takes weren't very good that they used, so they're just <laughs> like. Uh, I don't yeah. know about this comparison. It's- GamePro, um, who mm-hmm. was a magazine back in the day, apparently, uh, described it as interesting, entertaining, and ultimately exhausting spin-off of the arcade fighting series. Mythologies isn't as big as Castlevania Symphony of the Night or as complex as Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, but for solid and challenging action, it holds its own nicely. Never has there been more well, of a wrong take. Okay, I, never, I won't say. I never, I won't say anything. What are you gonna say? <laughs> no, it's say it's it. fine. Say it. Fucking say it. I, say I it was with your chest, say, Jaren. And I, I said we'll get more into it after we like give our opinions. But I, 
there, there's some truth to that that I think, in my experience and opinion, my own personal experience in it. But we'll we'll get to that. Leave it a little like <laughs> little more so cliffhanger. What? Even back in the nineties, IGN were pulling shit. Um, IGN said that the N sixty four and PlayStation versions were graphically identical, except for the removal of the FMV sequences. I mean, I haven't seen the PlayStation. I mean, they very so they very much might be. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen uh, I mean, I'm other. thinking, I'm thinking of the um, no, I'm thinking of your guys's version of the live sequences where you had that really dodgy JPEG. Yeah, but those are live yeah. sequences. I mean, they yeah, have yeah because they're just they're, they're just they're literally steals taken from the video and just slapped yeah, on there with some dialogue boxes below them. Uh, so the the second level starts with a big tunnel. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, fuck. There's like this the cutscene ends and you're standing in front of this like temple that is clearly just a map painting that someone did and a dude standing. Uh and it's like the I see she's been there for a very long time, but she uh, just jumped up there, dog. First of all, watch the fucking tape. It's recorded. I, I bitch. just watched her. I just watched her jump up she, there. She was below me. Video ref. Video she ref. has been she came back. She was there for like Yeah, she was there and left, and now she just came back. Okay, well, we're talking about Jared's cat, by the way, for audio <laughs> listeners. <Who's laughs> in the Sorry, background? Continue, we'll, we'll cut that out. This, for this all game is breaking our friendship. Uh, <laughs> so you're starting at this like big temple thing, and you walk into yeah. this hole, and then you walk out through this tube, and there's an enemy now with a new weapon, which are like two swords, kind of, right? Like that's what they are, or they're sticks. I don't know what they are. I don't remember. I thought it was like a bow staff. Oh, yeah, like a, like a spear, or like sure. a bow staff or something. He has a new weapon. That's the only important part. Uh, and it's a little more difficult to kill because it's level two. And then, uh, because, you know, reality, uh, there's just a big wind thing. Just the big wind because gust the wind that carries bro. you up onto a platform. It's Fujin. What, what he so Fujin Fujin is sucks, trying man. he's fucking he's you're telling me that Fujin is trying to help us get to him yeah that doesn't make sense why wouldn't he just not have to win then we couldn't get to him and then we couldn't beat him because there's no that honor in that car for... <laughs> exactly but then why make it difficult mono to get mono. To... why make it difficult to get to him then if he just wants to fight us wouldn't it because be easier he, to it has to path? be honorable but he has to be worthy of defeating fujin mm. i'm gonna give you some assistance but there's also some challenge to it if you can pass the challenge with my little help then you can mm. fight me you, look a guy isn't just going to drop to his knees for 10 seconds just yeah, for, like, for it being easy. Like, it's easy. you got to make him work for it. you got to play hardball a little bit. We, oh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't care that much, to be honest. Sure, you guys are right. I'm stupid, whatever. Uh, this is fucking impossible. This is the part of the game which I gave up on, and then you two can talk about your experience after this. Uh, there's some platforms, uh, and if it wasn't hard mm -hmm. enough to fucking jump onto these platforms and gauge distance... Uh, if you stay on them too long, which there's enemies on them, and if you stay on the platform too long, they crumble. And I was like, this yeah. is it. This is it. So then I deleted the ROM immediately, <laughs> uh, and I watched the rest of the cutscenes. I wiped my hands of this game and was like, that was well, awful. You, you should be lucky that you did that because the platforming going forward is uh, more difficult in the sense that you have to kind of like fake your like perspective and try to figure out the perspective of these little windmills that go around and then these big swaying like they're like pieces of stone that are attached with chains to something oh, the sky yeah. but they're swinging back and forth and essentially like 
as they're swinging, they almost like pass your perspective and your idea of when you would jump. And then you jump and the game kind of like glitches for a second. It like stops for like a, a split second and you land on the, the animation stops and you land on the platform. It's and that's like when a, you have to time it. It's almost like clipping a hitbox for landing yeah. on the platform. Like you kind right. of, you know you're going to land if he sort of, has a hiccup midair and is like, yeah. and then you're on it. You're like, oh, okay, right, yeah. cool. And that's how you do it. But I, what, once you can, fi- once you see that, because there's, like Ben was saying, there's a literal visual representation of that happening. Once you see that, you know you're going to land on the platform. So if you don't, if there's smooth sailing and your scorpion just rolls down off the mm. cliff, then you it's like, have you ever been editing video? And like you go to do like a jump cut and you miss that like one frame in between the jump cut. And when you're watching it back, you're like, wait, what was that? What that? You go back mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, no, right. Yeah. It's like that. He like literally that. is in the air and then he's like, just kept and goes, lands on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is interesting, too, because I went through most of this, this first section, because it's the, the first section is gated off by a door that requires a key didn't realize that you needed this key got oh, all the yeah. way over there yeah at least in the ver- i imagine in the easy mode there's probably a hint tablet that tells you like <laughs> find a key to unlock the thingy or whatever um but you had to go back although there's another section that's one of those stone pillars and there's a circle around it and that's when you need to sorry that's when you need to uh activate the key which creates like this wind like vortex for you to a wind to vortex a wind, wind vortex it's a wind vortex sorry my southern's coming out a little bit uh yeah it's, it's just like i didn't realize there was these these keys i was literally watching a walkthrough happen i watched the guy but go they don't the, look the like keys tab. bro they're like no, they're they look like pieces of the triforce or something like they're <laughs> They are like, pieces of the Triforce. You're so the same, right. They're the same color. One of them's a circle. One of them's a triangle. Oh. And the other one's some weird shape. Um, yeah. But you, I mean, luckily you said to me, keep an eye out for the keys. And I didn't know yeah. what I was looking for. So I just kept looking out for these circle fins. And in the inventory, it'll be like, oh, this key opens, like you said, a wind tunnel. Or this one opens yeah. a door that should not be opened. and Crap like this. So you do all of that. And you get to the fucking Fujin fight. Um, this guy sucks like yeah, he's real, he's big real fucking time. So you begin the fight and he's on the ground and you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be like Sub-Zero. Okay, fine. So you run up and you hit him a couple of times and then he's like, ha sucker, and levitates into the air. And he also blocks so much. He blocks so much. He's now in the air. He has these moves where one of them, he creates this like gust underneath you to lift you up. Um, And then he'll fly into you and hit you. He will fly towards you, grab you, punch you down into the ground. And basically what you have to do is you have to catch him off guard when he's doing one of these moves. Mm -hmm. Hit him in the air, which forces him to land on the floor. Mm -hmm. Wail on him as much as possible. And then he goes back up in the air and you rinse repeat. Now, I lost to this guy easily like 14, 15 times. And in the end, I was like, you know what? I'm done. Uh, I put in the cheat code. I went and visited the Earth Temple a little bit. And I was like, oh, this is more of the same, just a different background. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm done with this game. They have a different version of pillars, which is two pillars from the ceiling that crush in the center. 
and you have to jump between the two pillars so you don't get crushed in the middle of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Is That's the one where... Ooh, um, none of that. <laughs> also, they have um, these, like, holes that periodically open up in the ground and then close. And mm-hmm. some of them, if you fall into them, there's items at the bottom that are super helpful. And Very others, nice. there's just a pit of spikes and you die. There's just that. Yep. Is there just at least like a differentiation that you could make eventually? Nope. Like, is there some nope. way of knowing? No. Nope? Oh, fucking. Well, because cool. the first one I got, I, I don't know how they're deciding on how it works, but there was a ton of items. There was like health. There was other potion related things, herbs. And I was like, oh, sweet. And at the bottom, there's another one of those like presses that I was talking about, but it's only one side and you use the press to launch yourself back up out of the hole. Um, I went a couple little ways, lost health, fighting enemies, fell in another hole. It's like, oh, sweet. Spikes. yeah they're they're the exact same asset to represent the whole um and you just have to guess and they also will put them like after pillars so you have to wait for them to open wait for them to close and then go through the pillar hoping you've timed it right so you don't get crushed um but jared let's let's talk about fujin because you did beat fujin i did i I beat i beat fujin (laughs) uh no i actually i actually did beat fujin for, for for real for real Oh, for realsies? Damn. Uh, for real, yeah. for real. For real, for real. So exactly what Ben's saying. Fujin has these wind powers. He'll launch you in the air. He'll pick you up. And just kind of wading in between those and catching him off guard is the deal with that. Usually what I would do is when he flies into the air, I'll just start walking backwards. And if you walk backwards enough, he'll start using this little wind gust. You then continue walking backwards to avoid the wind gust. And then he will kind of Superman dash in the air towards you. So if you're up, if you try to jump, then he'll hit you. But he'll go past you, he'll turn around, and in that moment, I jump and I do a high kick and it knocks him out of the air. And I'll just repeat that when he's doing that move. Um, throwing, throwing a lot helps just to get close and toss him because it does a little bit. Because like I said, he blocks so much. Mm-hmm. And so throwing him kind of takes him out of that block and then you can hit him a couple times. He does just those things. I don't think there's any other mechanics that he'll do, but I the first time I eventually got his health down. I was like, yes, finally. And what he does, he summons a massive cyclone of wind around him and sucks you in, launches you into the sky, and you fall and die. Which I was like, this that's why I texted in in the Discord. I was like, fuck Fujin. I'm done, <laughs> I'm done with this. I was like, no. Oh, yeah, because also you can fall off of this le- level yeah. of fighting Fujin. There are no fences around the outside or anything. Nope, so you can fall off and then just die. Uh, but I was like, you know what? No, I'll, I'm going to persevere. I'm going to, I'm going to beat this guy. And all that you have to do once you get it, then it was me trying to get back to that section and just fighting him over and over again to get back to the quote unquote ending. Um, so then what you have to do is when he summons the wind cyclone, you have to run in the opposite direction, but not use the the, the directional stick to run, just like the walk run. Because I guess, I, I don't know why it does it. You you hold up against the wind, your guys are kind of like walk in, and then Fujin just explodes. His own his own wind did that. He's just so powerful that the the energy that you've beaten out of him is just an atomic bomb of energy. You have to run against the wind so you don't get sucked up into his cyclone, and then you defeat him. He explodes. It's like turning into a skid, isn't it? It's 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 counterintuitive, but it's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, and then I did a little bit of the Earth Temple, found the spikes, and I was like, "Yep, Mm -hmm. I'm done." 
That's good. I'm fine with this. I'm I'm, I'm okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all of uh, Mortal Kombat mythologies that at least we can talk about that we've experienced. We'll now go into kind of our final thoughts and how we felt. And I'll start us off here because I, I, I prefaced earlier that I kind of had some <coughs> opinions that aligned with one of these uh, these hot takes that the reviewer gave. Um, by no means do I think this is a good game. <laughs> let's just let's just get that out there <laughs> just just right away. Uh, the the live action cutscenes are are interesting just because they're so bad that they, they make them interesting t- to watch, but I don't know if that alone is enough to, to make this game worth finishing it in its entirety. The combat and the mechanics, the controls, Jesus, the controls are so complicated. It may be because I, I'm viewing this in a very modern viewpoint I'm, I'm i'm looking at this from the lens of someone that's playing games in 2022 we we have tropes especially fighting games we have buttons and we have we have mappings and things are supposed to do certain things in right. 1997 that was all over the place they wasn't fully there wasn't years and years of video games to have us drilled into our brain of how those things worked. so the control mapping was all over the place i mean you played what we played through castlevania though state of the night or whatever union. right that was a state of, the, state of the union yeah uh, no you're right was, you're right and that, that one had a normal that one had a normal at least thing. it mechanically functioned like i didn't enjoy that game but at least like right i'm wary of people giving this game excuses because it's old <laughs> there's other games from this generation that were playable whatever while this is right so maybe they maybe they tried doing something different maybe it was the n64 controller and it's th- thousands of buttons that they're just like we just gotta <laughs> put stuff somewhere i don't know but after remapping, it was a, a playable experience that I that I eventually got down. And I imagine if I played it the regular way, my brain would eventually become in tune with how this works and it, it would become as seamless as it can <laughs> with how this game this game works. Uh, AI is garbage. It, it, literally, if you don't move, sometimes they just won't hit you. And it's like, sure. Like they, I, in my very specific instance, I would save state and get punched in the face for it. So maybe that's my fault for emulating it. And you know, I'll take I'll I'll take it. <laughs> Fine, sure, why not? Um, where my 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 thought process of, of opinions like aligned a little bit with it is I I started feeling the flow of this game with my own idea of like it being hard and difficult almost like viewing this in in like the same thought as like dark souls you know like it being difficult and then wanting to wanting to overcome that difficulty and i was like okay that's that's what the fujin fight like i lost to fujin so many times but i was like i can beat this guy if i can get mm-hmm. this flow down if i can get into this rhythm then i can beat fujin no nah, retro games hit different bro that doesn't <laughs> no but i mean, actually for- tell a lie you did it so Right, but like the same, and it, of course, all of our opinions are going to be different. But it, if we were playing this through like a main series, and it wasn't just like okay, whatever, a, a one-off, that I probably could push through this and try to get to the end. Uh, again, I don't know how the rest of the bosses are. Maybe they're incredibly difficult and incredibly broken for how Level this game functioning works. I eight. was bosses, Jared. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was no. thinking exactly about what you're saying. Right, like 
Mm-hmm. There, there is, and we've we've played a lot of games from during this generation at this point, and we always talk about the same thing, which difficulty yeah. leads to community. People who are like, this is hard, and it's hard, and that means I have to master it, and mastering it feels good, and being able to do something feels nice. The difference between this and Dark Souls is that Dark Souls was built to be hard. Someone decided, okay, yeah. we're going to make this difficult, but we're going to make it mechanically sound. When the difficulty comes from just being broken, <laughs> that's different. It, right. if, if the game functioned, it wouldn't be as fucking hard. The mastery you're talking about is just trying to overcome yeah. how bad the game is. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and you're totally right. I, I, I'm going to go back on the whole agreeing with, with the IGN statement because I do think this game is bad. And I think that mechanically it's broken and doesn't functionally work. But in my own like feeling of playing this game, there's part that. of me that wanted to continue to overcome yeah. the difficulty. I was like, I want to continue to play this so I can beat this. And that's, that's also, really all I was coming from. I've known you for a very long time. You're also the person to always want to do that, regardless of the situation. Yeah. That's why you love games. You're Maybe like, you should beat Chrono Trigger before you beat MK Mythologies. It's been too long. It's dirt on his name. It's been way too long. No, but that, like, I get I get that. And like that's probably why it, this game hooked people. Or a lot of bad yeah. games from this generation hooked people. is because they, people, the mechanics yeah. made them hard. And they were like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. Even though the controls yeah. are shit. And even though the story's not there. It's like, oh, I'm going to be able to fucking this. Clout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I beat mythologies. And it's like, okay, cool, bro. But I get right. it. I, so, get, I, I 100% understand what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, I, again... Jesus, this game had a lot of problems just functionally in its representation of Japanese culture and all of that. I mean, you I don't like being referred to, like you don't like referring to Japanese people as a Japanese counterpart to something. Yeah. yeah, it's it's wild, but interest interesting conceptually, and I'll give it that. I said it in the beginning, interesting conceptually, very poor execution taking out one of your characters from your games and exploring their backstory of how they came into like, cause usually fighting games don't have a relatively deep narrative. There may be deep lore, but that's not at least present or at least surface level. You have to search but, it out. Yeah. yeah. You have to go out of your way, but having a game where it's like, let me pull a character out of this and maybe do a little backstory of how they got into where you found them originally. Super cool. Love that idea. Bad execution. Mm-hmm. You don't need to play this. Watch the watch the 17 minutes of, of the uh, live action cutscenes and let me know what you, you didn't even have to do that, <laughs> to be honest. You're not missing anything. That was, uh, that was my rant. Okay. Oh, is it my turn? Yes, you go, sir. Okay. There is a fascinating principle with media and entertainment and culture in which, on a graph, perceived execution the difficulty of executing a creative thing and the amount people obsess about it when it's bad is fascinating to me i should no still one is here today right. do that all the fucking time no one no one looks at bad art because it's one individual's work we know the perceived effort to get to that point was okay they painted something and it's bad and no one is like ooh, i love looking at really bad art same thing with books. You don't go out and read books because they're atrociously bad. There are lots of published books out there that are fucking terrible. You can go to any library and you can find books that are just really poorly written. 
No one's going out there and be like, oh my God, this book is so bad. I'm about to read every chapter. Like no one does that because we know that's one person's effort. But there's something when you move into film where it's like, we have this obsession because we're like so many people put time and effort into this thing and they worked really hard and we know how hard it is to execute this stuff and it was bad and that fascinates us for some reason. And the same fucking thing happens in video games where it's like, well, you know, eight people had to come together to make this shit work and like worked over a year to get here. And for some reason, people are just like, I want to study why this is so fucking like bad. And it's, it's so weird to me. It is the same concept of going and trying to read books that are just poorly written and have no fucking concept of plot and are just terrible. And it's like, we obsess over this thing for some reason to, to go back and be like, I need to experience the awfulness of this thing. And I do get that this is connected to a very popular franchise. So I'm sure that helps propel it forward in people's minds of being like it's a mortal Kombat game sure it's terrible but it's a mortal Kombat game but it like mm -hmm. it didn't even do anything new it was a, a terrible platformer a terrible fighting game it fmv videos had been in video games since fucking 1983 so it's already 13 years late to full movie video uh like live action cutscenes. so it's like it's just bad we don't need to obsess about it. Eight people wasted 18 months of their life making something bad. And let's just admit that and move the fuck on. Like, there, I don't understand why people need this, like, validation of being like, wow, someone did this. And it's like, yeah, there's a bunch of shitty media out there. I think, <laughs> I, 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 think I, I mean, you're right, 100%. I think you're on the point. But I think people might not always view it or go it into these kind of games with that context. I think where like books and stuff like that might be different is I feel it, it, please correct me if I'm wrong. I feel people have a lot of nostalgia that they hold with film and with things like this game. And it, whether you played it as a kid or whatever, you begin to have these connections with it that other people aren't going to have because they're not in your experience. They're not, they're not experiencing the same thing you are. So, you're like, oh, I played Sub-Zero Mythologies as a kid and I loved it. I want you to play it too. And the other people were like, well, yeah, let me, ch let me check it out. I'll play it. Or even if you understand like it's bad, but I liked it because I have this nostalgia for it. You should play it too. And even under that like assumption that you go in knowing it's bad, but you're still going to try it out because someone recommended it to you. That might also be a way that people are going into these kind of experiences too. Yeah, it is the also the commoditization of media that has led like if a piece of art yeah. is bad you don't you just burn it like there's lots of artists throughout history that had painted yeah. many beautiful things and many horrible things and a lot of times the bad things they painted they destroyed or painted over because they were like this is shitty same thing with books there's a lot of great authors yeah. out there who wrote manuscripts tried to get them published and they were like hey sweaty this is fucking terrible we cannot publish this you need to go write another book but the problem is is that with video games and with film Everything is up front. The idea is what sells the property, and then the execution mm -hmm. doesn't really matter at the end of the day. You're going to release the product, whether it's good or bad. And so it's like we have a lot of examples of really bad that are connected to good things, people who did great stuff later in their career, people who really achieved things within the industry. But it's like we still – there is a subset. Like you can find, oh, these are the 15 most controversial games in, in history. Or these are the 15 worst games ever made. And people like that. All press like is all press is good press. That's why people no. are drawn to that shit. 
No, no, that, no. I'm not saying that's that's right, but I'm saying that's why people are interested in that because I under, I both understand. spectrums are interesting. If it's really good, it's people are drawn to it, and then if it's really bad, people are drawn to it for some reason. <laughs> okay, maybe you can be drawn to it, and you can try to understand it, but then don't try to like you know be like there's something here in the terrible. There's something here. It's just bad. It's just a bad game. Someone put us a lot of time to make a bad game. I, I have found no redeeming qualities in this, truly, other than, as Jared said, it is very difficult because of how poorly made it is. And I know there's people out there who have that fire in them when they are faced mm. with something very challenging within a video game. They're like, ooh, I can overcome this shittiness. And it's like, sure, but that's you. You're putting the value in the thing. The thing has yeah. no value. It's just bad and hard, and it's not offering anything truly interesting. But if you appreciate that very small aspect, so it's like we normally do the who is this for? This is for the person who has that weird drive where if they are put in a situation in which something is so painfully bad and hard and exhausting that they go, I'm going to fucking conquer this shit. Like, sure. Go play this game. You're going to love this shit. It's fucking yeah. hard. The, I no think one that's probably, yeah, that's probably why a lot of people that grew up playing like SNES games and games like that, that were just like notoriously difficult, like not having saves and starting from the beginning, start playing in arcades where yeah. you get a couple chances. And if you don't finish, you got to start all over again. That was burned into people's mentalities. So now they for have sure. that mentality for everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure, there's better options out there if you nope, want that experience of arcade games. There is a whole litany of very classic and lauded uh, award-winning arcade games that did very interesting things. Is not one of them. Uh, but I am, I'm not a better person for experiencing this. Honestly, I could never have experienced this and be just as happy as I am now. But, you know, that's the beauty of this podcast is we get shown different things from different periods of time and get to form opinions on them. And I get to come here and talk about my theories on why people obsess about this shit. So, but uh, I appreciate that if nothing else. Exactly. I was like, but in playing this presented a very interesting conversation for this topic and, and why people are drawn to things like this. So, I mean, that's, that was cool. It's been cool. I mean, Ben Slaz. I was going to say, it's been cool talking about that, but literally Ben hasn't touched these points yet. No, I've, I've genuinely just been listening to you guys uh, talk about that. And yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. I I don't know where I sit on that argument, but for, for my thoughts of the game, um, yeah, you don't need to play this. Uh, you, you, you don't need to... <laughs> You don't need to play MK right to the point. <laughs> um, I will say, however, even though it was executed poorly, I do think props need to be given for back in 97 trying to reinvent the Mortal Kombat formula away from a fighting game and trying to make it into this action-adventure yeah. experience with these FMV scenes yeah. and stuff. I mean, just to the in, people who put that on the table and who actually yeah. executed that. Just in my own thought of this, like I, I, just, I had this right now, like people looking at like a normal Mortal Kombat fighting scene and this is presented in that way. But like, imagine if you can explore that scene and that's kind of what this was. Like imagine if you can continue exploring the levels that you're fighting on in Mortal Kombat. And that's what the, much what the thing is, is. It would be interesting because there are so many Mortal Kombat characters. You've got um, 
you've got all those like robots, smoke and whatever his name is, and then you've got noob. Yeah. Well, so Noob Noob is actually the elder Sub Zero, the guy that we played as. He is gets he? killed and comes back as Noob, so whatever his name is, Noob Cyber, however. Yeah, that's <laughs> Noob Cyberbit. Um, yeah, he's actually the elder Sub Zero. Um, cool. Is that where Noob comes from? I mean, no, I, noob I know Noob is Noobie. Oh, so what's the association to being a Noob? Well, noob comes from newbie, so like new player. Like is that, is that, I, is it, I, yeah. I wondered if it was like noob, you played noob in Mortal Kombat, because that no, was like that's what I didn't know. the noob tube as it was. Yeah, I, I didn't know if noob, like, although it came from newbie, if it was like, oh, the newbie character in Mortal yeah. Kombat is mm. him. Um, but lore-wise, you know, you've got like... Uh, I was going to say Johnny Sins. No, Johnny Cage. and wow. <laughs> very different. <laughs> um... <laughs> Like Johnny Cage had uh, a kid with one of the other characters, and now she's one of the main characters in the Mortal Kombat game. Uh, Jax had his arms ripped off by Kano. That's why he has two cybernetic arms. And so mm-hmm. there's all of this like massive, and that's before you get into the sorcery shit and the people from other dimensions and all of that stuff. So yeah. it's like I can see why they want to explore it. Um, and this 97 execution definitely wasn't well I, I say definitely hasn't held up against time um, well it seems like they had an intention of doing more of these and it was just after this they're like <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah. it, it would be, be interesting. a whole Mortal Kombat mythology series a whole library it would be interesting to see something hell I mean I'm not even a big MK fan but if somebody did like an arcane style series of like MK lore that would be like I'd cool, even actually. watch that you yeah. know, because it's just got such a interesting backstory of how the characters know one another and how they've mm-hmm. fought against each other over time. I don't know if you the, get away with that shit now, though. You reckon? You would have to be so careful. Like, Mortal Kombat already has, like, a weird thing in culture where people look at it kind of sideways and go, like, mm, that's strange. I mean, there's but been a lot of animated series that kind of... I was going to say, it, it would have to be animated. You couldn't do a live action. Yeah. You'd have to do an animated series. Or even I do that, like, Tarantino thing where he too. does, like, black and white during the gory scenes. I, If I remember correctly, most of the Mortal Kombat movies they've made have had pretty poor reception. <laughs> Well, there was one in, what, 2019? They just had a movie recently, right? Yeah. Live action. The 2019 one was supposed to be very good, um, and the original Mortal Kombat movie is very good. The rest are particularly bad from what I remember. But, anyway, yeah, it's... I appreciate the idea, and I appreciate the fact that back in 97, people were still trying to change what Mortal Kombat was as a franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like because of the poor reception of this game, it's just... Mortal Kombat has kind of become a fighting game now and it will never be anything else. There was a TV show called Mortal Kombat Legacy, which told the stories of all the characters before. And it was prequels of the characters. It ran from 2011 to 2013. There you was go. it good? Uh, no, they, they're all, <laughs> none, of, none of their movies have ever been good. The highest is it score they have. Is bad or is it like Dragon Ball Evolution bad? Because that is a fucking bad movie. But see, but Ooh. see, that's the thing. People obsess about that shit. That one in particular is another one where people are like, oh, this is so bad that they're like, I want to watch it and it's entertaining. These are just bad. Like, yeah. the first Mortal Kombat has a 5 out of 10. The first Mortal Kombat's great. Street Fighter movie is 
awful, but got a digress gone. Uh, it has a 60 on Metascore, the first Mortal Kombat in 1995. The second Mortal Kombat, which came out in 1997, has an 11 on Metascore out of 100 and a 3 out of 10. I thought he was saying 11 out of 10. I was like, well, damn. I was like, damn, they're just, like, they're just breaking all the rules out here. I think that the, the whole argument with, like, why go into something if you know it's bad, I think people w- want to know why for themselves. If I tell you this game's bad, some people are like, well, why? I can explain it to you, but they're like, I, I want to know why. I want to. I want to know why myself. I want to create my own do, opinion on it based on we, we don't my do own that experiences. With anything else, though, is what I'm telling you. It's all this perceived ever bullshit where we're like, "Oh, I want to see." No one does that with books. To no be one fair, seeks out bad. To books. be fair, to Kai's point, if somebody said to me like, "Hey, this book's twenty quid. It's seven hundred pages." But it's fucking dog shit. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, like, I'm not touching that. <laughs> no, no one would go to a museum where the whole premise is like, this is the worst art in the world. No, I, I think in, in, the, in this in the in the umbrella of like video games, it depends on the context because I, own personal experience, I was playing through Dragon Quest, loving Dragon Quest. Someone said like, it's super long and doesn't have a very rewarding ending, and it's not good. I'm like didn't play dragon quest decided i didn't need to experience any of that didn't need to play like a 90 hour game to have a bad ending so I, it might just be context with something like this that's a little bit well i was going to say shorter but i guess depend on your your own ability in the you, game you, that will vary yeah, this, <laughs> this would literally though, take like, me 10 years like i would never <laughs> like i'm like that with the walking dead so many people have yeah. tried to get me to watch the walking dead and they're the, the, the elevator pitch i get for the walking dead is always it's really slow and it's quite crap, but the character development is quite good. And I'm like, how many series? They're like nine series. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not starting. I will, that. I'm I will sorry. say, watch the first three seasons of The Walking Dead and then stop. Then first three out. seasons are good. Uh, then dip out. Mm-hmm. There is, it's not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's not good. Like it was a cultural is- phenomenon and it was one of the most successful zombie franchises of all time. And so like, there is redeeming qualities of the watch. But that's it's not what even, I mean. It's not it's, even like a bad watch. Like, it's a good show. I don't know what it is about visual media that is so different I, I to... I think that's what it is, too. Like, for some reason, written media. media. Yeah. That's what, like, okay, same thing with art, though. That's a visual media. <laughs> yeah, but how much investment... Like, are you talking art, like, sort of painted pictures or sculptures? Think about photography. Like? Is anyone going to galleries with shitty photos in them? No. It's very true. There's a there's a million fucking terrible photos on the internet. You can find a photo of anything in the goddamn so world. So maybe it's like a zeitgeist issue then. Maybe it's to do with yeah. like the niche being too small, you know. A hundred percent. People it, it's also it's about the niche being too small, and it's also about our concept of like, ooh, when it's one person, we don't care. That's why art and books don't matter. Yeah, we, we've got to fit in with other people. There's one photographer, but when all of a sudden we see something we love, like Mortal Kombat, and we know that a bunch of fucking people made a thing, same thing with film. That's why film is fascinating. That's why people obsess about bad films, because they're like, someone put so much effort to make two hours of bad content. I have to watch it. And it's like, no, yeah. you fucking don't. And I guess it's like, yeah, exactly. And I guess it's like perspective on that, because... It, it, at least in my own personal experience, I don't think about that shit at all. Like when I'm playing a game, whether it's bad or whatever, I'm like, man, I want to experience because a bunch of people put hard work into it. That's not why I want to experience the game at all. I want to experience the game because it probably gives me something like this where it's like, 
weird difficulty or it has some some weird mechanic that it didn't tackle going forward or whatever but i don't even think oh, about i'm not it. i'm not saying i'm not saying it's a conscious like i'm not saying i'm sitting oh, here see, like i'm gonna play this game because a bunch of it's, fucking it's people some made kind it. of subconscious it's thought it, yeah it, it's presented. like it's the okay. reason it's like you just you can ignore bad things that one person made because you're like that's one fucking person who cares but it's when yeah. it's something that is released in the world, has publishing, had marketing put behind it, had care and thought put behind it, had a fucking yeah. good IP put behind it. And then you're like, man, they had everything going for them. Why did this go wrong? Like, that's the thought. It's like, oh, you know, they had all this. Like, if I had the we same resources, I'd be able to make RPG, something though. good. We're that's talking, what everyone thinks. We're talking more combat, Kai. So... What we need to we need. I said we weren't talking about Super Mario RPG. RPG. We need to we need to bring it back to to Mortal Kombat. I mean, Mortal Kombat is also good (laughs) IP, but whatever. Uh, Super Mario (laughs) RPG is another example of something that it's like they drop they drop the ball, but people play it because it's like, oh, it's Mario, and like, ooh. I I I do I do believe that there's people for whatever reason. I mean, that game has its levels of difficulty, but that genuinely love that game for what it is and not yeah. like i think of some of it and most of it might be some i'm sure but i, I am someone sure can look at that game now and enjoy it. i'm sure there's people who can play this game and are like this is great this is what i want yeah i saw somebody They're on wrong, google and, and they have bad taste i'm 100 sure that it was a troll but somebody was like this is the best game ever this is better than mgs1 and i was like no bro really, and, uh, really sometimes <laughs> sometimes you have to just be have the emotional intelligence to know that you have bad takes. I hope oh, you can I, say like have emotional <laughs> intelligence to know that this is a good game. <laughs> no, no, that you have bad takes. Full I, circle. I have multiple times said on this that I'm a basic bitch. I'm very entertained by literally anything. Sarah will be watching TV, a show that I've never even watched, and she'll be like 10 episodes in, and I'll just be engrossed by what's happening. No idea yeah. what's happening in the plot, no idea what the happens with the characters, but just like I can have my focus, attention on things so easily. And there's just understand a, that. Like, I'm a basic yeah, That's not emotional intelligence, a, bro. That's like ADHD or something. That's, not, <laughs> that's probably fair. That's, that's probably fair. No, it's, uh, there's, a, there's a Jim Gaffigan who's a comedian. He has like a whole bit about everyone has their McDonald's, which is like, yeah. there's, a, there's a bunch of fucking white people who act like McDonald's is like, they're so above it. And they're like, oh, I would never step foot into a McDonald's. We all have our fucking McDonald's. Everyone has yeah. a guilty pleasure. Everyone has something that's bad that they like. The difference is, can you, the emotional intelligence aspect of it is, can is you like, separate those things? I enjoy this. <clears throat> I know it's bad. The Bachelor yeah. is a yeah. fucked up premise. Mm-hmm. People yeah. enjoy it. But as long as you can hold those two things and be like, this is really fucking entertaining. I know I probably shouldn't enjoy it, but like, I enjoy it. Like, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. But if you're like, yeah. no, I like this and it's good because I like it. And you can't form a coherent argument about why, in the context of all the other things oh. in the world, this is actually good. You're a fucking moron. It's like, something that's, that's, that's the emotional like, intelligence part. That's the problem with not understanding. Like, if just like uh, the internet and being able to spam your opinions. Like, if I'm recommending Caillou, a movie, film, game, or whatever, I know you enough to be like, <laughs> you could enjoy these aspects of it. Or I can tell you, like, I enjoyed this. There's not a damn thing you're gonna enjoy in this thing. So just just avoid it in general. But I know I know you personally on that level to to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. In, in all seriousness, that emotional intelligence side of it, and like wishing on it the same as all the other games we've played if you like yeah. it then power to you keep doing oh, yeah. what you're doing it's like, okay to like games yeah yeah it's fine you know there's you're so wrong. many shit games out there i like <laughs> like there's so many shit games out there i like too like i said we all, all my them. takes are good i've never had a bad <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here <laughs> 
Okay, guys. Well, that is this episode. What an interesting conversation that I did not expect Mortal Kombat Papers, Mythology Sub-Zero. is supposed to be a work of art and an empathetic game. And we spoke about MK Mythologies for 50 <laughs> minutes longer than we spoke about the finale of Papers, Please. Maybe interesting, this is like people like that, that shit. Dichotomy of, 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 of men here. Interesting. Technic, interesting. Technic, technically, we spent like... 10 hours talking about papers please if we did papers please in one episode i think we could probably talk the same amount that's I'm true not, and most bro, of this wasn't about Mortal combat to be fair no. we did avoid it for a long time <laughs> a lot of this <laughs> a lot did. of this was other bullshit too if, if you like this if you like us avoiding and just talking about other random bullshit yeah get tell us give us a review yeah. give us, tell us your opinion to, or if you're some... like get back to the fucking plot it doesn't take me two hours to mow my lawn then you know tell us that as well it really <laughs> well look at you have both you have the interstitials where you get that train wreck of 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 direction and then you have the main series where we're very through and very focused if there was 70 time <laughs> any uh, suspicion that this is a scripted podcast these yeah, this, this episode alone. Are. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna link you back to uh mortal Kombat <laughs> mythology sub-zero and be like yeah. we're either no. really good at acting or this is uh, but honestly, Neil, thanks for the recommendation. It brought up some interesting combats. Uh, it combats? was interesting. Oh my god! Interesting <laughs> conversations. Broke our brains. Uh, it, yeah, it gave us breaking me uh, for sure. So, uh, it, it, if anything, thanks for that because because of this that brought up. But thank you guys, all of you listeners at home, for listening and getting to the end of the episode and, and staying here. All you people, our secret listeners, at the end. Uh, just staying through all of our rants because we really appreciate it and we love you. If you want more of this, because there'll be more to come, again, follow us. Link trees below. And we have a Patreon where I have a bunch of bonus episodes, extra content. If you want to hear us argue with each other, we have a Breath of the Wild episode we did with Colby from Switch It Up Pod, which was very fun. So if you want you can to see us argue before about, you get onto the Patreon, that's you on can. our normal feed. So. It is. And if you're like, ooh, that looks good, Patreon, $2 a month. Go check that out. Uh, Apparently, we're paying for Jared's rent. So, God, I'm so. I talk with my hands so much, and having a fucking mic arm is just the bane of my existence. I need a mic to just float here. Do you know what you need? A shock mount. That's what you need. I do need a shock mount. Well, you know what you need. That's what the Patreon is. You need a straight jacket. Uh, (laughs) I'm a hands person. But yes, Kai, our next main series. What are we playing? Yes, our next main series is the Game Awards winning 2022 uh, interactive storytelling game As Dusk Falls. Uh, A story about two families whose trajectories collide in the Arizona desert of 1998. This game has been on my Um, radar for so fucking long. Yes, it is obviously right up Mawahu. Uh, storytelling game, uh, indie game, uh, award game winning. You have like narrative choices, so maybe we'll narrative get narrative like adventure paths. game. Yes, uh, it was published by Xbox Game Studios, which means it's on Game Pass for those of you who are so subscribers to Game Pass. So it's free, free, uh, free ninety nine uh, for those free of you out there with Game Pass. Um, we are going to be playing through the first chapter of this in our first upcoming episode and i'm very excited to dive into this and discuss it with the boys uh, i always kind of thought in the back of my head you was gonna suggest the plague tale requiem as your next main series apparently kai I, didn't like plague tale because he's like i'm not excited tale. about that i was like well i remember him being I, very I, mid on it 
on uh, Playtime Lessons. I, I was. <laughs> yes, I also played it twice. And I didn't like it That's either true. time. That's very true. We did, we did play through it twice, Jared, which Jared, probably didn't help. Jared just likes it, and he's like, I don't understand why you don't like it. I don't get it. <laughs> Every yeah, time. I like it. <laughs> no, I I didn't like the made-up world in which rat tornadoes existed during the plague. I would have found a game that actually took place during the plague much more interesting. This is not the point. I'm not going to go down yeah. this road. Anyway, we're playing as Dust Balls. I hope you join us for that. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, give us your perspective as we play through this. This is obviously a very yeah. uh, intense, narrative-heavy game, so I'm sure that there will be a lot to cover. Stay tuned um, for the one-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah stay tuned for the 35 minute episode where we s stumble to find anything to talk about um yeah, exactly. but yeah excited to jump into that and now we're going to get into the last section of our podcast uh two hours in the get wrecked uh section Everyone looks like they're fucking panicking. You're shaking your head no. We have, we have no theme for this. We do, we do have a theme. We were provided oh. a theme uh, oh, by our okay. lovely Discord. Uh, we were provided several themes, and everyone is looking real sweaty right now. I didn't know um, we agreed on it. Uh, I'm gonna I, give, I didn't either, but I'm gonna give, Let's do it. I'm going to give everyone an out, uh, and I've wanted to do this for a while. You just get to recommend something, whatever you want. It can be from anything. Okay. I'm going to do a book recommendation, but I'm not going to force you guys to do book recommendations because I, I know you're illiterate, uh, which is also I why we books. don't have... I'm, I'm joking. It was a joke. I has uh, book. You, you don't... <laughs> I, ha, I has book. Uh, you don't have to do a book recommendation. You can recommend whatever you want. If you're playing something on the side right now that you want to recommend, if you want to talk about a movie uh, or something that's interested you as of recently, feel free. Uh, I will go last since this is technically an off-the-cuff uh, my week. So, uh, Jared, you kick us off with a recommendation uh, for this week. Um, okay. Play Mortal Kombat Mythology. <laughs> 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 Visit Just museums with bad photographs. Yeah. Actually, I, I do have a, a legitimate recommendation. <clears throat> Podcast recommendation. Hold on. podcast recommendation talked about it many times on the show but eric from the unlockables uh he has a fantastic show he's such a cool guy great dude uh at the time of this recording if you're listening to at this moment he's doing the 12 days of christmas where he's covering 12 games uh he's had so many cool guests on those shows a lot of our podcasting friends but I love his show and he's a cool guy. We'll get him on the show eventually. <laughs> Life has been hectic for everybody as of I recent think we holidays. Have some plans penciled in, right? We need to check up on Yeah, we gotta check up on those. But he'll be here eventually so you guys can listen to him. But please go listen to Eric because he's uh he's a great guy. So go check out Unlockables. That's my recommendation. Uh, I will I will second that. Um go for it, Ben. I was <laughs> cheers, Kai. I, can, I was I can um, see Kai in the mirror. He's he just screamed, Go for it, Ben. Um yeah, I'll second Eric. Um, that isn't actually my recommendation, but I will second it. It's a very, very good podcast. Um, yeah. It, even side questing, if you want to go through his backlog, him and uh, him and Tom did side questing. That was great. Mm -hmm. uh, my recommendation is a game that I have been playing with Ellie. Uh, I don't think I've recommended this before. Called For the King. Um, 
This is I don't even know uh, about this. This is on PlayStation Plus uh, subscription catalog fin. And what it is is a tile-based RPG. Um and so it essentially it's like D&D basically. Um you play as a character you can have up to three characters. You can do AI characters that you control. You can play locally, co-op, online co-op. Um, and so you, there's a bunch of campaigns. Uh, me and Eddie have played the main one. And basically, you just build up your character. Uh, you have like different stats, intelligence, talent, perception, blah, blah, blah. And then you have a movement, and the movement gets affected by things like the terrain. So if it's rainy when you roll your movement instead of getting seven which is your movement what it should be you might get six because one of them is difficult terrain so it's it's an awesome little game uh it's a ton of fun it's permadef so there's that like challenging aspect to it there is a sequel coming out and yeah it's a very good game that I wanted to talk about and I haven't talked about when I do eventually start streaming again, when I eventually get my life back on track, me and Ellie are going to be streaming it. So that's how much I like the game. That's awesome. That sounds really cool. I had never even heard of the game, actually. It's a very, very, uh, very fun game. Me and Ellie have multiple times popped on to play it for an hour and then at like three in the morning have been like, oh, fuck, we should probably go to bed. All right. Dope. Round of Sakai. Uh, I believe in the Discord, the request was to recommend uh, fiction books, but specifically sci-fi uh, or adventure books. Shout this out should be literally surprising to no one, but I do not read either of those genres uh, generally because I'm a sad little hipster boy, and he I reads, like books about uh, slice heroin, of life, uh, night novels. I. <laughs> Kind of do. I read a lot of like heroin addicted uh, fucking boomers. That tends to be my genre. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I'm going to share some different books that I haven't shared on the podcast before. Uh, two of which I've read this year and one of which I read uh, last year. Um, but I want to recommend short. Them. Is this show and tell? What the fuck? Uh, well, okay. So I have a huge library. I have, I have thousands of books. I have half of them here in my parents' house, uh, oh, so I actually have them to show. <laughs> to show, uh, and then the other ones are in my apartment, which I'm not allowed in right now because Jordan has COVID. Um, but uh, I know people struggle, uh, especially yeah, in gaming communities, often to get into reading, or um, you know, books can be a lot. I get that. Uh, not everyone reads novels. It's not something everyone was raised with. Um, so these are very short. These are like 150 pages. These two books that I'm going to recommend. Guys, uh, Winter and Sakcho. Uh, those books bended when he moved them. They are very thin. They're, yes, they're, so, they're so thin. It's 150 pages. So this first one is Winter and Sakcho by uh, Elise Dusapin, who is a French-Korean uh, uh, author. She grew up in North Korea uh, on the border. Um, and it's a beautiful love story about a French man who comes and visits her in Korea and her kind of cultural experience there. Um, it is uh, fiction, but it is kind of almost nonfiction-y uh, from her experience. Um, very short. I mean, the text is, is pretty big on the page as well, so it may be what it, it you... It's so blurry, so it's a blank page to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a pretty easy read. I think I read it. I mean, I read it in a day, but if you're someone who's just getting back into reading, this is a great way just to like feel like you've accomplished okay. something. Um, it, was, it won the National Book Award a couple years ago, um, but a really beautiful story. 
Um, Adrian Nathan West is an author that I've read a couple of his books, but My Father's Diet um, is a book about his experiences growing up in middle America, kind of mall America. So anyone who grew up in kind of the late 90s, early 2000s will connect with this of like, uh, you know, strip malls and going and uh, it's about his father who wants to become a professional bodybuilder. Um, but doesn't know how to do that at all. It's just like in the wake of his divorce and trying to like find masculinity in a world that doesn't really exist anymore. And uh, it's a beautiful book. It's also, I think, only like 175 pages. Um, but Adrian uh, West does an incredible job just capturing kind of the American landscape. And then uh, a very uh, popular book won the Pulitzer Prize uh, for literature, which was written by Anthony Doerr. Um, all the Light We Cannot See. This one is long as shit so that's why i wanted to preface with two very short books this book is uh 530 pages yeah, i was like that's a it thick is, daddy what the fuck yeah it is about a uh french uh girl who is blind surviving during world war ii and her experiences um experiencing occupation in france as someone who is obviously disabled um, and so the whole book is from her perspective of not actually being able to see anything, but her father builds her, he's a museum curator in Paris, and he builds her a replica of the city so that she can feel around the city because she's blind uh, to get around. And it's, it's beautiful really cool. in her experience. And it is incredibly written. It won the Pulitzer Prize and as well as the, uh, I think it was a book award finalist, but 530 pages, it's long, but it's worth it. It's a beautiful book, a beautiful story. I would highly recommend it. Um, those are my recommendations. Anyone who wants to talk to me about books and writers and authors, I would love to talk about that. I know this is not a book podcast, but, uh, you know, hop in the Discord. We'll, we'll, at me. we'll, start, we'll start a side series. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Mooney, you were locked talking about sci-fi. Go read the Scythe trilogy. Fantastic books. Loved, loved those so much. And I'll talk to you more about them. Not here because we're two hours and 10 minutes in. And so we should probably <laughs> wrap yeah, up. Probably, probably wrap it up. But uh, yeah. yes. Uh, I think for the next episode, our theme, we'll grab another listener, uh, our listener, well, yeah, the listener, listener request off the Discord of themes that we should cover, which is songs we're obsessed with this month. Boomy agrees. You can hear. Yeah. She's Boomy's like, yeah. That's, that's, that's my said. favorite song right there. Boomy yelling. <laughs> Sean repeat all day, every day. Uh, okay. Yeah, songs we're obsessed with um, right now. So songs we'll that. that comes from Maple. She's Are we doing a free caveat again? Yes. I also mm. I also believe um, Maple uh, also wanted a book recommendation. She did. So those books are for you as well. And if you've read them, good for you. I have more. <laughs> I always have book <laughs> recommendations. If if needs be, we we can start a book channel in the Discord. If there's enough people who want Hell book yeah. stuff, we can I, we can do big talk book talk. Some somehow doubt that, but you know. Well, I mean, so far there's already three people who have come out of the woodwork, yeah, and there's so many lurkers in enough. the Discord server. So. Right. If you're listening to this There's for some hope. reason and you want a book channel in the Discord, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> you're listening to this for some reason. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> somehow you're you've if wandered you've made into it this two hours and ten minutes of this. And if this is your Mortal first Kombat episode, bullshit and books. That's gonna be the title of this uh of this episode. Hell yeah. Uh All yes, right. guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for getting to the end if you're here still listening to us. In the next episode, we will be tackling chapter one of our brand new main series, Ask Dusk Falls. Very excited to jump into this. Very excited to see our different playthroughs and our different choices and just to play this game in general because it's been on my list for, for a hot second now. But Fuck yeah. uh, the by the time you're listening to this, the um, 
the schedule will be up on our socials, so check that out. We're essentially doing a chapter and episode. There's about six or so, but if you want to see specific dates of when those come out, that'll be on our socials. Link below, show notes. Check it out. Thank you. We love you, and we'll see you next week with episode one of Ask Dust Balls. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Keep that in. Keep that in. <laughs>